Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aub. <laughs> what about Aub? Safula. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. Let's get to pumping. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It's going to be fun. We in, we in the fig. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm going to scream too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? <laughs> I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty. It is a free beer Friday. Friday and a football Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Thanks for tuning in today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250, 930. You can find us online, PR927FM.com. And we are on Facebook Live and YouTube as the big dog running the show today. Here inside the Pirate Radio studios, we've got uh, Shirley Rhodes out until Monday. So it's just the bros, just the dudes, dudeing it up here on a Friday. Got the Chan Man, got Glenn Griffin, and got a lot of guests to get to on the show, including Brian North, who will join us coming up in just a little bit to talk all things football, talk a little hoops as well. Got some ECU basketball news to pass along to you here on this Friday. Also joining us back from vacay, Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Panthers and Manders going at it tomorrow in beautiful FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland. And we will talk about that. How many quarterbacks of prominence will we see in that game? Maybe quite a few. Uh, so we'll discuss that. What did Chandler and Tony want to see out of their Panthers? Uh, Fan Fest uh, looked fun last night in Charlotte. You had one of the players breaking up a fight in the stands. Uh, you had a guy screaming fire Matt Rule as Matt Rule was talking. So there was a lot going on. We'll discuss it all coming up in hour two with Tony Dunn as we talk all things NFL. Hour three, we're going to fly through some interviews with Morgan Ehlers, voice of Daddy Ficklin Stadium. We'll talk pirate football, get an update on uh, Holton Ehlers and the health of this football team after a uh, apparent food poisoning scare earlier this week. So uh, we'll talk about that and more with Morgan Ehlers in the five o'clock hour mark greenhelge golf shop radio show joins us and the big man on campus jeff nadu we'll talk some nfc uh, afc east football bills overwhelming favorites to win that division favorites to win the super bowl who's the second best team in the afc east we'll talk about that and more with the bmoc later on in today's show all right so that's on the uh, docket for today chan man is here as always hello Chandler. what's up clipper you doing okay I'm uh, I'm feeling good, man. Watched a little bit of football last night. Good deal. That that gets me excited. You know what else gets me excited? What's that? An offensive explosion from Winterville in the Little League Softball World Series. North Carolina has now opened up a five to one lead over California in the fifth inning. So awesome. They're uh, playing some clean softball. California is not, and. Uh, Winterville, North Carolina, looking to stay alive in uh, the loser's bracket. This is an elimination game, so playing great right now. Got, uh, looks like, six more outs to go, and uh, they can advance in this tournament. Winterville looking to uh, get some revenge on California. They lost to them on day one. Yeah, this is kind of the exact opposite of uh, what we saw the other day because uh, it was Winterville who played sloppy. Now it's California 
playing a little sloppy out there right down the road at stalling stadium it was supposed to begin at 10 a.m i believe yeah got pushed back due to weather you got here go ahead morning. you got here this morning <laughs> and, and look i and i can't make too much fun of you because i did the same thing i got here and uh went to look for the game and i should have known that uh it's taking place right down the road at Elm Street Park, yeah. and it's a downpour here in Greenville. So I probably should have known that it was not going on at the moment. And you got here, and you said, uh, hey, are the girls playing? And I said, well, if you look outside, <laughs> yeah. they are not. He's like that. And you, it was funny. You said, that's right. They are playing right down the road, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, and the weather was not uh, was not kind. And, you know, you watch these TV events on sports, and – uh, you just forget that, oh, yeah, this one's right down the road. This one's not in Williamsport or anywhere yep. else in the country. So, anyway, uh, right now, 5-1 to one is the score with North Carolina on top of California. Uh, let's see. Other news and notes. ECU basketball uh, released their non-conference schedule today, and it is eh, nothing to write home about. We uh, are playing – an SEC foe in yeah. South Carolina in Greenville. That is going to be super confusing. People are going to think that ESPN made another mistake. In Greenville. It is actually in Greenville, South Carolina. South Carolina. Uh, that's right. Uh, but I believe as part of that, uh, there will be a trip from the Gamecocks, supposedly, uh, here in Menchie's Coliseum. So that'll be yeah. exciting. I remember the last SEC team to play in Greenville. Who remembers it? I, I don't think I'm talking to a Facebook or YouTube audience right now, Emma. No, I'm not. So don't chime in with your answer because you physically can't. But we will uh, we'll have that for you in a moment. Um, but I do remember back okay, watching uh, East Carolina beat an SEC opponent years and years ago in Menjis in the early 2000s. Ole Miss came to town. And that was fun. I believe it was on a Sunday. Because I want to say I was following uh, the Redskins game and broke away to uh, to head over to Menji's Section 213 to watch ECU and Ole Miss. Any famous names on that team? No. I didn't think so. Marshall Henderson's dad? Yeah, I don't know. Nah. But oh, oh, on ECU or Ole Miss? I, I meant Ole Miss. But what, I don't about, even what remember, about ECU? I don't even remember that era of ECU basketball who was on the team. Because I think it was post- was that Bing era? I think it was post Bing and Miculus, so it was that next group, and I could not even tell you. I got to find that uh, that game and that box score. But I have an idea. When I win the lottery, we'll talk more to Brian North about this um, next segment. But when I win the lottery, you know, a lot of people are going to buy a new car, new house, new uh, Glenn will buy some new wrestling figures. Chandler, I don't know what Chandler would buy. Like new golf shirt, maybe a new uh, golf club set. Definitely, <laughs> I need a new one. Um, Mine's outdated. I am buying a college basketball tournament. I'm creating a college basketball tournament. Uh, it's going to be on the ESPN family of networks, and it's going to be called the Carolinas Classic or the Battle for the Carolinas. We're bringing I, it back. Still working on the name. I sound like that. Sounds like it should be already a thing. It should. It be. was a thing kind of are you talking about the tournament of champions the one that would happen in charlotte 
early in the season. It was like North Carolina, Charleston, yep. Charlotte, and South Carolina. Sometimes you would have like a Davidson or somebody in there. Yep. This one is going to be expanded as a two-day event. I wrote down a rough draft, and I left out uh, Central accidentally and um, because I was kind of teetering with my schedule. Uh, the Citadel is not in this thing. We still got some schools to get in. But here, in there? here's a rough draft. At noon on Friday, Charlotte versus Duke tips it off in, uh, what do they call it, Chandler? Spectrum Center? The Spectrum Center, yes, sir. The Hive. 2.30, East Carolina versus Wake Forest. 5 o'clock, Appalachian State versus UNCW. 7.30, North Carolina versus Winthrop. 10 o'clock, Davidson versus Furman. That's day one of the event. Day two, tips off at noon, Gardner-Webb versus Clemson. North Carolina A&T versus Wofford. Charleston versus NC State at 5 o'clock, 7.30. Clemson versus UNC Greensboro. And then at 10 o'clock, UNC Asheville versus Coastal. It's the Carolinas Classic. It's two great days of basketball. It's on ESPN, and people are going to attend these games because it's going to be a fun event. Who says no? I mean, why not propose that to whoever needs to hear it and make money off of that? What was State's matchup there? State. State. Gary, I got them taking on uh, College of Charleston 5 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. I like it. That's an easy great matchup. That's an easy dub. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great matchup. And the matchups are not even the thing. It's just the team. I love how you have times. No, I just wanted State to have a a tough matchup in a primetime spot. That's all I wanted. Yeah. And then, I mean, Clemson versus UNCG, that's a great game right there. East Carolina Wake Forest, that did not go the Pirates' way when Wake came here. Alfred Camino and Jeff Teague. <laughs> Jeff Teague um, was a monster. James game. Johnson. Was that his name? And he was throwing down. L.D. Williams was throwing down windmills. Like, they had a nasty team. They had a bunch of – they had, like, three NBA Did you mention Teague? Teague, Teague. Yeah, Teague yeah. was a monster that game. Um, and uh, uh, Clemson came in here, too. And was Tam- Ish Smith on that team? Maybe. Yes. But uh, Terrence Oglesby – came little, in here little white yeah. dude was yeah. shooting from half court yeah. and nasty up. uh and, and we played in greensboro one time and i say this because we got games against like that was the same year we beat state in uh benji's right right that was that it was all like maybe it wasn't the same year maybe it was like it was oh nine it was they were bracketed years like one, one was like oh eight and one was oh nine but we played like a bunch of acc teams there right together i'm splitting hairs a bit here but like instead of playing mercer hampton um and some of these uh, other teams presbyterian college well presbyterian is in south carolina and we do play high point and we do play Charleston Southern. There are some games, UNCW Campbell. So there are some games, a lot of the games against North Carolina and South Carolina teams. But I would rather see a Greensboro on the schedule. Obviously, a Charlotte. It was cool when we played Davidson last year because I don't, that matchup hardly ever happened. So I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't know. This schedule kind of stinks. It's not fun. You don't have the marquee matchups you were looking for. And not even marquee, just like I mean, I like Wilmington. Uh, well, I, I not like marquee Old Dominion. Maybe, but like fun. Was it last year we played Regional. Old Dominion twice, and they about got in a fight in that tournament, and then they came here. We played them again. I think it was last year. But anyway, just an idea. If y'all got a lot of money, if y'all want to, uh, I got the idea. I just need the funding. So if yeah. anybody wants to but donate, we could, just, we could buy a basketball program instead. 
you can do yeah. that you can do that these days and then just try to make our own schedule i guess yeah we just make our program good all right that's another idea sure that's fine it's my money glenn i won the lottery not you i we all i i just throwing out the idea like if you won the lottery like what would you do with it we would theoretically run, we'd have the 19 late 80s early 90s miami hurricanes of basketball yes <laughs> pd pablo would be our uh what's his name luke uh he would be our uh, uh, Shapiro. yeah well that guy is that who you're thinking of no. that's that's uh, much like we're going to live crew our shapiro would be the ex-mayor chandler the old men are talking <laughs> could you could you go to the kids table i'm already there okay thank you all right uh any football to pass along today no nah. i mean we'll have something for you tomorrow no. we'll have a lot for you tomorrow first scrimmage coming up tomorrow scrimmage yeah i mean that's that's the the whole thing is we're angling towards that uh first scrimmage and dowdy fickling tomorrow should have comments from players afterwards as well yeah other than just having coach so, so that'll be up nice. on twitter uh yeah, facebook social media the gram and uh, we'll have the interviews in full on youtube so uh be locked in to our social media this weekend for a lot of ecu football coverage be some of those guys first time putting on the pads inside of dowdy ficklin so yeah exciting day for them and uh big day for backups big day for the three running backs looking to take over that third backup sure. spot big day for wide receivers to find their pecking order uh big day for guys in the secondary corner uh safety, safety. so all right uh let's take a break we'll come back brian north will join us after this time out as we roll on a friday edition of pirate radio live got 18 12 ounce bud light bottles for you and only you coming up in hour three of today's show so stay tuned and be a big winner more to go prl back with you after this listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show all right welcome back to the the program vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping rv space and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with wi-fi if you're by a lake be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Flip Brock. All righty. Thank you, Chan Man. The big dog Glenn Griffin here on a Friday. Are we back on our video streaming services? We are. Thank you, Glenn, for that. So uh, you can check us out on Facebook Live and YouTube and chime in on today's program. Right now, we will head uh to the pirate radio live line and talk some sports with brian north here on a friday he joins us here on prl north how you doing today man doing good last friday without high school football official games so uh just trying to take this last friday in uh that will be quote unquote normal for me for quite a while yeah blitz kicking off next friday as we get ready for high school football we'll talk about that in a moment got some uh 
some basketball uh, news today, North, as the East Carolina non-conference schedule was posted. And, uh, Brian, uh, I've got an idea that – so when when people say, what are you going to do when you win the lottery, you know, house, vacation, car, whatever, trip, you know, uh, I'm going to create a college basketball tournament because that's what I find interesting. So uh, we're going to put it in the Hornets arena. How about a two-day event – Mm-hmm. where you've got all North Carolina and South Carolina teams participating. I did this off the top of my head. We might have to – we'll tinker with the schedule. I accidentally left out UNC uh, uh, Central, so sorry to Lavelle Moten. Uh, we'll get him in sometime. But I've got a two-day event beginning at noon on Friday. Charlotte versus Duke, ECU Wake, App State versus UNCW, North Carolina versus Winthrop, Davidson versus Furman. There's your Friday Saturday, Gardner-Webb versus Clemson, A&T versus Wofford, Charleston versus NC State, Clemson versus Greensboro, Asheville versus Coastal. Two-day event, you know, all teams from the state of North Carolina, South Carolina. It'll be on ESPN or whatever, some network, and fans will attend it. Can we? Why can't we do something like that? We probably could. Why not we take it a step further and make it the king of the Carolinas and make it a knockout tournament? And, uh, you know, play it over several weeks. Kind of like, you know, where they do soccer where you have you know, yeah. games. Yeah, see? So so let's do this over a time period and find out who was the king of the Carolinas. Love it. And I bring that up because, you know, East Carolina has Mercer on the schedule, Presbyterian, Hampton. I mean, instead of playing these games, play, I, I don't know. I know I'm, there's reasons why, and I don't know the reasons why from ecu's perspective or maybe from uncg or asheville or charlotte or whoever the team is why we can't just play in-state opponents i think it'd be way more interesting and i'd, I'd be more interested in that than a game against the blue hose or, or mercer yeah uh, at least uh hampton's regionally somewhat attractive just based on the, the fan bases can go back and forth a little bit but, no, I, I agree. I, look, it has to do with changing coaching staffs, changing athletic directors, trying to find wins, trying to find opponents you can beat to, to build up your non-conference resume. But um, I, I'm with you. I, I would much rather see them uh, create rivalries within the state with some of these teams. And, and that's sometimes basketball, we, we rag on football all the time with these conferences being so spread out. Sometimes basketball, I wonder why there's not more regional rivalries like that or don't they don't foster more of those things because you have more availability in the schedule. Yeah. So why not create these matchups every year? Yeah, you remember the um, – I think it was called the Tournament of Champions, but it used to be in Charlotte every year, Brian, and it was like North Carolina, Charlotte, Charleston, and South Carolina would play a little weekend tournament. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I, like, I enjoyed that. I like the uh, – the re- I like – you know, can Charleston or Charlotte come up and upset a North Carolina? You know, I, I don't know. I, I kind of miss that stuff. And look, it all comes down to venues. It all comes down to really with these coaches. It's whether they can win or not. But I, I would just think Mike Krzyzewski always used to want to be in tournaments, those weekend tournaments, because that would help prepare him for the NCAA. Yeah. That same sort of format. And I just don't know why more coaches don't want to participate in those things. Look, they all want to go to Hawaii or the Bahamas or some of those things. But yeah, they they used to have one. What was it called? The Dixie Classic that was at uh, Reynolds Coliseum way way back. In that the- was before my time, but I have read on that, and it was. Uh, didn't they have like ACC teams playing each other in that thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was all about just packing the arena and making money, you know. And Reynolds Coliseum was a state of the art place back in the day, and so 
Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't want to do something cool. Like that, but, yeah, king of the Carolinas, Cliff Brock's King of the Carolinas. Yeah, behind it, make it work, and uh, and Brian's on the committee. We're going to turn this thing into a multi-weekend event. Knock him, uh, knock teams out, and if you lose the first round, you get relegated, and then the Citadel gets called up next year, and we got a whole thing going here. I'm telling you, you know, with all this conference expansion, why not start doing some of this stuff, right? Do these teams want to move into the next league? You got to earn it, so. Go into the knockout tournament and see if you can uh, you can win your way in. Here we go, folks. All we need now is funding, and you will get your uh, your dollar back quickly when we sign that big TV deal. So, if you're interested, contact myself or Brian North, and we'll uh, we'll make this a reality. All right, wanted to uh, to talk a little fantasy college basketball scheduling here on a Friday, uh, but we are geared up for football. Always a treat when I get to see Brian North in person here in Pitt County, and uh, was able to do that on Monday. And uh, go ahead and say it, Brian. I was not first in the Parker's Buffet line, but I was definitely second. <laughs> second out of about 50. I was there ready to go with my plate. You set the tone. No one <laughs> else feels bad about filling their plate after you went through. Yeah. So you loaded up. You're welcome, every, every other fatty there. <laughs> Somebody's got to be the first, and it was me. Uh, a really neat event every year, Brian, to talk to these coaches. I was talking about it earlier this week. Like, could you imagine if that was the same set for, I don't know, SEC, and we're sitting there with Nick Saban and Jimbo at a table with Brian Bailey and Brian North? And I, because they all, everybody gets along and everybody's happy, uh, go lucky. And then, uh, you know, they'll, they'll battle each other on the field, but uh, always a fun event, North. Yeah. You imagine that? Hey, Nick Saban, can you come over this corner where we all surround you and interview you? You know, with no none of your handlers uh, setting any of this stuff up. Uh, that would be the good old days. But no, look, I, this is where I learned my football. Right? This is when you get a chance to sit and talk to the coaches in a non-stressful environment, not right after a game when they got eight million things they're thinking of. You get to talk to them a little bit more, and you learn about a helmet shortage and shoulder pad shortage. You learn there's an official shortage. You know, we have to have some of the games on Thursday this year because of the lack of officials hmm. that are participating this year. So there's all these little things you learn in that environment that you don't learn anywhere else. And, yeah, you have your generic questions, who's going to be good, who's not, who's your key players. But you find out so many little things. And, and then to watch the coaches get along. And if you're smart enough to stand next to two coaches and shut up, you will learn a whole lot just by hearing their conversation about the things they're talking about. Brian North joining us. Brian, relative, like, just throw out a number. How many on a typical Friday night games are you trying to cover in your area? What's what's that number at about? So I generally, me personally, or, or our station. Let's go the whole blitz, the whole station. Yeah, we we usually will get highlights of I, eighteen is the number that I find is ideal. Okay, we can get highlights of eighteen games in and do all the, the fun things with. You know, a coach's corner and a premier matchup and a bonus game. 18 is usually a good number. I have always have a hard time capping that. We usually are closer to 20. Uh, my bosses would like it to be closer to 12 or 15. Uh, but, yeah, anywhere between 15 to 22 is, is a normal price. All right. I bring that up to, to throw out an over-under for you. Uh, over-under seven-and-a-half Thursday night games next week because this thing never goes as planned, right? Correct. <laughs> so, Parrot Academy's already had to move their game to Thursday because of the official issue. Wow. And so, uh, that's the only one so far, but easily. You throw in officials, you throw in, of course, Eastern North Carolina weather, and you got a mess on your hands. Right. There was one season where you guys were, it was recent, right, where you're covering games like every night of the week, it seemed like. 
uh, there's been like every three or four years we cover a game on every day except Sunday. <laughs> yeah. And there was one year they held state championships on Sunday, so we covered that one as well. But uh, no, we we'll get that with the weather. And I've already looked at the long range forecast; it looks beautiful. So go ahead and already start rescheduling the game because a hurricane is going to pop up somewhere <laughs> or thunderstorms because that's the way it works. But uh, no, you've got to be able to be flexible. And the one thing COVID taught us the last couple of years is that you can change uh, even opponents right up to the last moment. There was a Dixon, uh, was it Dixon? East, uh, East Duplin had a game. They were rescheduling it right up until uh, 2 o'clock on Friday, which is unheard of. These coaches would never do this before if you yeah. have time to game plan. And now through COVID, they're just like, okay, who can play? They, they just canceled and your opponent canceled, let's just go meet in the field somewhere because we just want to play. And it wasn't that horrible of an experience. So we've seen teams can now adjust a little bit quicker. Yeah, if BYU and Coastal can do it on a whim in college football, uh, we can do it at high school. I, I, Perry Owens from Washington talked about some of those uh, pop-up scheduling issues. And, and how about we had Sean Murphy from JP2. They play eight-man football in league, Brian. And as you know, they play some 11-man football as well. They were scheduled to play, and I don't remember if it was scheduled to play eight and had to play 11 or scheduled to play 11. Had to, I think it was scheduled to play an eight-man uh, football game ended up they the other team canceled and you know two days prior or whatever they find out they're going to play an 11-man football game so like all the build all the practice that week had been for an eight-man game but hey you, you make it work it's football it's fun at the end of the day so and you know what's crazy about the eight-man stuff and i did not realize this till this last year when i showed up to john paul to cover a game and they were playing and i'd been there to cover an 11-man game i've never been there for an eight-man game before and i showed up and the field is is uh not as wide. So the teams are standing on the field. I'm like, what are we doing here? And then I realized the way they have their artificial turf, if they had it set, they have it set up for both 11 and eight man games. And so you think you're on the field when they're playing eight man. And that's just because the field isn't quite as wide. So there's more than just not having as many players in the field. You're playing in smaller dimensions. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was pretty fascinating to talk to, uh, to Sean Murphy about all that stuff when he joined us that, uh, that eight-man football I asked him you know how much interest do they get from from colleges and he says it's pretty good it's not you know as much as as traditional but it's something that's growing and also right. kind of in the midwest there are some schools that uh have like a recruiting coordinator that only go to eight-man games and, and find the best players there so it's i guess it's, it is something growing brian and uh that uh, we see here in the area now it's always been a stigma for Parrot Academy, they would have good players, but no one would recruit them because they played eight-man football. Yeah. Brick Crowder, who was the head coach over at Bethel Christian, also in Kinston, you know, he went and played Division Three, and that was a landmark deal for him to actually go play 11-man football because very few Parrot Academy kids did. Now you're starting to see more of that. So, uh, it, it's look, athletes are athletes. Football is football. You can always teach them different things. But um, to find good players – Good players can play no matter the dimensions or how many people are on the field. Good players are good players. Brian, I know uh, some publications, some uh, stations put out a poll. Do you have a, a CTI, a blitz poll that you put out weekly, or do you stay away from that? Oh, yeah, no. I was one of the first ones uh, TV-wise. We used to do it in Virginia, and when I moved here, I started doing – we called it a coaches poll at first, and I would actually try to have coaches vote on it, but then I re- quickly realized coaches don't know anything about any other team outside of – their team and and then who they're playing so we uh quickly adapted it over to just a tv 12 poll and we'll do our first one we always do it on tuesdays 
so uh, I will have our first one coming up this Tuesday. All right. Uh, I don't know. Any spoilers? Any? Uh, how about this? Who's 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 a good candidate to be uh, near or at the top of that poll for you? Yeah, well, I think Newburn and Havelock are, are two of the best teams that you're going to see in the area this year in their respective divisions of 4A and 3A. I think both have a good chance if they stay healthy to contend for uh, – deep playoff run so i think they'll be right near the top and of course they'll play each other during the regular season and then we've got to start sorting things out after that see who else is there and i think the first week or two will help us determine that uh, you can look on paper east duplin's supposed to be really good wallace rose hill could be really good again um you know i, I was talking with the swansboro coach today he thinks they gotta have a chance to win their conference which is really really rare um then you start looking at um you know Rose, I, I thought Rose lost a lot. Then I saw Will Bland Monday. We get talked. Otherwise, <laughs> they have the quarterback back. You know, he doesn't have the two stud running backs and Michael Allen and Clavon Brown, but they've got some offensive lining back. They've got a lot of their defense back, so Rose could be better. Um, Conley's got Isaiah Crumpler and some good athletes, so they could be pretty good. And so Washington, Perry Owens has, has put together a pretty good program there. Yes, they lose Terry Moore to Duke. But they've got a pretty good program in place right now. Wes Craven's got a couple of D1 athletes. Kinston's going to be really good again. They have their quarterback back. So you start going through it, start thinking about it a little bit. You have to start uh, sorting through the top ten to figure out. Uh, Riverside. Riverside's got one of the craziest coaching staffs right now with um, Brian Paschal and Jim Bob Bryant is his offensive coordinator. And former ECU guy, Ronald Pugh, is on their, their defensive line coach. So... There's all sorts of crazy stuff going on around here. You just got to kind of sort through it here these first couple of weeks. Going to be exciting. Uh, the high school huddle coming up tonight, uh, the debut uh, this fall season with Morgan Ayler's little preview show before the action gets underway next week. And we'll have Conley football for you right here on Pirate Radio. So when you're riding around, Brian, getting highlights, you can check in on the Conley score uh, right here on Pirate Radio. Um, other football news and notes, Brian, uh, have you ever had food poisoning in your life? I think so. I think I had salmonella poisoning. I thought it was a 24-hour bug, but then uh, I think I got a hold of some bad eggs. Mm. So, so I, yeah, normally I'm pretty good with being able to control my illness, but there was there was a night where I didn't leave my old buddy John for a while. <laughs> yeah, well, it wiped out half a football team this week, it sounds like, uh, over at ECU, but they were back added on wednesday and again yesterday full pads and uh mike houston i was wondering how everybody would return would houston's i guess uh tone change but he, he sounded very upbeat yesterday so that was a, a really good sign we had something similar go through our station um i didn't get it or if i did i didn't react to it but we had a lot of people out. it was like a 24-hour deal um violently ill and then very fatigued for a day or two afterwards so I, i'm gonna guess it was the same thing and now with the NCAA rules on practice, practice time is so valuable, you're better off canceling that practice and getting everybody healthy because you can make it up. It's not like the old days of two-a-days where, you know, you just kept stacking on practices. Now there's limited time you get out there. So uh, you can reschedule that time, and that was probably a good move for ECU with a limited amount of practice time. Make sure you get the most out of it. Brian North joining us, uh, my Washington Commanders. I still practice saying that, and I'm doing okay with it. Uh, taking on the Panthers tomorrow, Brian. It sounds like Matt Rule uh, has a legit quarterback competition going on, and we'll see both Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold in that game coming up on uh, on Saturday. And 
I I don't know. It, it, is this a legit competition? Is he really going to give Darnold a chance to start over Baker Mayfield, or is this just some window dressing here? Depends on what you look at. Who's making? Who, who are you paying the most in salary to? I would assume Baker at this point. Uh, not Baker. They're only paying Baker. For- oh, because the uh, what the Browns are paying Baker, right? Correct. Yeah. Sam, fourteen million. Sam's got a better grasp of the playbook because he's been involved with it, even though it's a newer offensive coordinator. Um, what I'm hearing, if you if you follow the Panther beat writers, Baker can reach the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, where Sam has been a little more cautious and been more conservative in, in practice. The one thing Matt Rule wants to eliminate is turnovers. And if Baker's going to be throwing it around and turning it over, they're going to go with Sam. I don't think anybody – I think the NFL mafia will will put Matt Rule out of his misery if he does not start Baker Mayfield against the Browns in week one. But I am not convinced that uh, Sam Darnold won't be the better quarterback when they come out of camp just because he's been in the playbook longer and understands it more. With Sam, he just gets in his own head. And when he gets pressure because the offensive line isn't doing his job, that's when he gets into trouble. Remember, he had two really good games to start his career with the Panthers last season. Christian McCaffrey gets hurt, offensive line starts breaking down, and that's when he got really became horrible. But those first couple of games when they were giving it to McCaffrey a lot and getting good protection, Sam wasn't bad at all. It's just, it seems ugly. The internet is not real life, but I do talk to real life Panthers fans along with what I see online on social media and just about everybody at this point has turned on matt rule uh a lot of them have turned on sam darnold and it's just i don't know they need something good to happen very early on in the season like a win over cleveland and and string a couple together because it just seems like a cloud of negativity i saw the 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 dang fan fest last night first of all you had a uh like an argument in the stands about to turn into a fight and dj moore goes up in the stands to break up a fight what you don't want players to be doing, but good on him, I guess. And then you've got Matt Rule being interviewed, and there's a guy chanting, fire, Matt Rule. And Matt Rule says, and I appreciate everybody being out here. Even that guy saying, fire me. I appreciate him being out. Like It's just seems like there's a very dark cloud over the uh, organization right now. Well, in this day and age of social media where everyone has a voice, right? What was Bill Belichick's record in the first couple of years with the, with the Patriots? What was Bill Belichick's record with the Browns when he first started? Yeah. I mean, everybody thought the guy was horrible, and now we call him the greatest coach ever. And with Matt Rule, Matt Rule has done some stupid things. There's no doubt he would tell you that there's things he wish he could have done different. He's got a material owner right now who's pulling the puppet strings on some of the players that he puts back in there, but I still don't think Matt Rule got real dumb overnight. I mean, he's got a pretty good coaching resume there. I think he's just had to learn life in the NFL. This is a pivotal year. If all of a sudden he turns things around this season, well, he's not as dumb as we thought, right? And so uh, winning is the great deodorant, as Ruffin McNeil always used to say. <laughs> so they start winning, and I think they should beat the Browns, right? I mean, yeah. Cleveland's okay, but they got their quarterback issues. There's that whole uh, karma thing with, with uh, Deshaun Watson and, and letting Baker go. And so – if the Panthers don't win that game, I'd be a little surprised with everything that Cleveland's having to go through right now. But you stack a few wins early, depending on who the quarterback's going to be. And my big question is, whoever it is, how short of a leash do they have before the next guy is put in? That's, that gets pretty scary when you're a starting quarterback in the NFL and you don't have much of a leash. And anytime you make a mistake, you're going to get yanked out of the game. So I think that's Matt Rule's biggest challenge this year. If they stay healthy, that's always a big if. There's some pretty good parts in place for that Panthers team. Offensive line's better. The 
McCaffrey stays healthy, that's a big if, and the defense is pretty good. So I don't think they're going to be horrible if they stay healthy and if they don't turn it over much, depending on who the quarterback is. Talking football with Brian North. Wonderful time of the year, and uh, North looking forward to Hopefully, we'll catch up with you next Friday. I know you'll be busy. We'll try to get you for a few minutes, though, if uh, if you can join us and uh, talk about week one. Yeah, I, we'll, uh, we'll figure something out. It's always a great time of year. We just hope the forecast holds through. This year, you know, it would be just nice not to have to call the coaches Friday morning like I did every game last year, just every week last year, to make sure they don't have COVID issues. And right. They're having to reschedule or play somebody different. I'm telling you, I'm supposed to come home on Fridays after anchoring in the morning and take a nice long nap. My whole morning was spent texting and calling. <laughs> and then I actually helped negotiate a few games. Like, I'm, oh, they canceled. Oh, they canceled. Hey, coach, this guy's open. And it was just nuts. How I- you're, you're the middleman. You're the bro- you're brokering games and uh, schedule. Yeah, that's cool, bro. It was, it was nuts. As soon as I found out a cancellation, a coach would text me earlier and say, hey, we got someone canceled. Do you hear of anybody? Let us know. And so, yeah, I, I brokered a few games last year, like Friday late morning. So it was just nuts. But I never got any sleep because I'm too busy on the phone playing middleman and trying to make connections. <laughs> so uh, hoping for much more peaceful Friday mornings this year. Good stuff. Brian will get his naps in and be much more pleasant on the Blitz this year. <laughs> Uh, on uh, WCTI 12. Brian, enjoyed it, man. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. All right, sounds good, Clipper. Brian North joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line on a Friday edition of PRL. All right, congratulations to the Pitt County Girls softball team, Winterville, North Carolina, knocking off California 6-1 to one in an elimination game. So California beat... Uh, this Winterville team, the first day of the Little League Softball World Series. Since then, uh, North Carolina has won two games, including today over California, knocking them out of the tournament. So they survive and advance. So awesome stuff at Stalling Stadium that just went final a moment ago on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. Let's take a break. We'll come back, wrap up our number one here on Pirate Radio Live. You got more to go after this. Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the show. Do you need beer for the weekend? The Jarvis Street Bottle Shop near Christie's Europub is a specialty shop selling craft, domestic, and import brews. Along with wine and growlers, the bottle shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings, Featuring rotating NC Craft breweries along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All right, back with you on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Winterville, North Carolina. Victorious. Just knocked off California. California in the Little League Softball World Series. Six to one, the final. And, uh, yeah, I've been doing this a while. I've been at Pirate Radio a while, developed relationships, friendships, to the point where, you know, I ask somebody to come on the show, and they say, yeah, it's all good. Why not? I asked uh, Scooter uh, Rogers if he could come on for five minutes and 
uh talk real quick and he said no in between games right now we're four hours no. behind schedule actually he says i said do hell you, no i said do you have five minutes to chat he said i do not <laughs> so uh i understand they're busy they are way behind and uh, got a lot of work to do over there so we will not be talking to scooter today I'm so quit asking. So quit asking me. <laughs> I'm surprised that Scooter even has time to come on the show at any time because he is a he is <laughs> a, a busy individual. He's got he's, he's got so much going on. He's got the daily. He's got the hourly calendar, not just the daily, like weekly, monthly calendar. He's got hourly. Yeah. He's got game to call, go to class, PA a game in uh, Iowa, the Field of Dreams game. He's got uh, World Baseball Classic down in uh, the Caribbean this weekend. He's got a history exam on uh, Sunday. He's a busy man. So Very. quit asking. So quit asking. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we can get Scooter when things settle down a bit. Uh, Scooter is not only doing this right now, he will be PAing some uh, Little League World Series baseball, which is really cool. Yes. I mean, in Williamsport. You mentioned that earlier. The Mecca. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Can we get involved? Him involved with some baseball this fall somehow? Uh yeah, do some fall ball. Yeah. I'm well, just... I mean, I'm sure he'll be like doing. No, he's doing PA for Rose football. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Add that to the list. <laughs> he's booked. So uh, I was trying to book out his fall. I'm just trying to help. And out. then he'll do PA for Rose basketball. If I, I mean, I'm assuming he will. In the Rose Garden, uh, folks. This is our last Friday without high school football it'll be back next week dh conley football returning to pirate radio morgan aylers will be here six o'clock for the high school huddle a preview show before he gets underway with the real deal coming up next friday so we got uh, the high school huddle coming up tonight at six o'clock uh thank you scooter for letting me know that he, that the uh north carolina team will be playing tomorrow at four o'clock on the deuce the deuce baby. moving on up Greenville is on the deuce. From the plus to the deuce. So, uh, 4 o'clock tomorrow, you can catch this team in action. What time's our football game tomorrow, Chandler? I want to say that's at 4 o'clock. I want to say you're wrong. I want to say I'm wrong, too, because <laughs> I, I'm i probably wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm wrong a lot. It's at 1 o'clock, so here's what we do. I was thinking uh, West Coast time. That would be 10 a.m. No. All right, yeah. Just, just cancel it. Uh, here's what we do, Chandler. I'll see you here at 12.45 p.m. Watch along Panthers Commanders, which rolls right into a watch along for Winterville, North Carolina softball. And we're just here all damn day on a Saturday. What do you think? Fantastic. All right, man. <laughs> that I'll see like, you here. That sounds like fun. If I'm not here, just go ahead and start it without me, and I'll yeah. be here. Right. Yeah, it's the... Uh, it's the fifth thing fifth inning of this softball game but i think clips on the way i think he's on the way i'm at the uh that <laughs> damn train got me again down the road so. i've watched the whole f- preseason football game and almost the whole softball game and you're not there yet i plan to uh catch some of panthers commanders panthers manders we'll talk about it with tony dunn uh, when he joins us in the four o'clock hour are you uh are you moving anything in your schedule to watch a preseason game such as this no okay so your interest level is somewhat low fair enough I mean, I, I guess. I mean, I just preseason's never been uh, an exciting time for me. I mean, it is it's, it's exciting time because you're getting close to football season. But I mean, it's just going to be a lot of guys that are not going to make the team. Washington, a two and a half point favorite 
against the Panthers. Are you betting on it? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, go for it. I've bet on dumber stuff. Wait, you said what was the line? Two and a half. They're the favorite? Well, yes, Washington is a two and a half point favorite. Take them, dude. Take them. Why? You're going to have both your QBs uh, rolling out there. Okay. I want to go ahead and play this. Play, I want to play the Matt Rule cut. <laughs> so, well, Fan Fest last night, and Matt Rule is uh, is talking, and you can hear, a, uh, I think, one particular fan in the background. It sounded like just one guy. Yeah. Giving his opinion on the Matt Rule era in Carolina. And it's funny because you'll hear it, but Matt Rule is complimenting the crowd. He is giving them credit. He is like, I love this crowd. I, I love these fans. All right. Let's hear it, Chandler. Well, I, I think, uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, between soccer, between uh, the concerts, between football, to me, like, it's been a tremendous to see the atmosphere, to see people coming out. So, you know, uh, I'm happy everyone's here. Even the guy saying fire Matt Rule right now. I'm happy that everyone's out here. Our players worked hard. They deserve it, man. So, now, what's the plan for today's season? Fire Matt Rule! <laughs> fire <laughs> Matt Rule! He's having the time of his life. So, I think I did some forensics on that, and I think it's a female's voice. Huh? It's Susan Deans. <laughs> Susan <laughs> Deans. Pirate Radio P1 listener, Susan Deans. She made the trek to Charlotte. Five <laughs> No, if it was Susan Deans, she'd be saying hashtag at first. Hashtag five Play it again, Chandler. Well, I, I think, uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, <laughs> between soccer, between uh, the concerts, between football. He's between, like looking like, around trying to get other to people to join him or her. Out, so, you know, uh, I'm happy everyone's here. Even the guys saying eight beers in. Right now, I'm happy that everyone's out here. Our players worked hard. They deserve it, man. So, now, what's the plan for today? <laughs> 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 uh, good old fan fest where the fans come out and yell about firing the coach it was a good crowd but i would hope it would be it's a free event so yeah um yeah uh, that's a good thing that they have that for free i know dan snyder has tried to uh the money grubber he is has you know charge fans for parking at training camp and stuff like that in the past and try to get every dollar uh he can out of washington fans so it's uh it's the sad bowl coming up on saturday panthers and commanders happy football saturday everybody i guess uh uh so hopefully there are uh brighter saturdays ahead with east carolina football and uh this saturday is a big day for pirate football as they will have their first scrimmage uh i i guess uh good attendance on thursday for practice with guys returning i think today and yesterday have been pretty solid wednesday players were out there but it was lacking a bit so you hope by uh saturday everybody's ready to go from the scare earlier this week with the uh buffalo meatloaf or whatever right. it happened to well, be. they had enough yesterday to go out there in pads yeah so. do some hitting and uh be doing the same coming up on saturday uh and we'll be there Saturday. covering the event Saturday to those who celebrate it and uh, we'll have that for you on our social media account, so make sure you check it out. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com, joins us. We'll get his thoughts on Panthers training camp and look around news and notes in the NFL, the latest on Deshaun Watson, which at last check, I believe he is uh, playing tonight when the Browns take on the Jaguars. I believe he's starting. Yeah, starting uh, for the Browns tonight. 
So uh, we'll have more on that and more NFL talk. Hour two, Pirate Radio Live on the way on a free beer Friday. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the show. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local, print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pi Radio. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Back with you on Pi Radio Live here on a football Friday and a free beer Friday. Got 18 12-ounce Bud Light bottles for you in hour number three. So stay tuned. You can be a big winner on today's show it is nice to welcome back to the pirate radio studios tony dunn from countycatchronicles.com hello tony hello good sir good to see you yeah man glad to be back and uh fired up again chandler let's hear the sights and sounds from panthers uh what's it fan fan day fan fan fest, fan fest. let's hear it well I, I think uh you know at the end of the day um fire my you know, room <laughs> soccer between uh fire Matt room i gotta be saying room you know uh here's where he gets into it right here that rule right now <laughs> i'm happy that everyone's out here our players worked hard they deserve it man so <laughs> he starts to get some rhythm towards the end. Yeah. I'm Matt Rule. Yeah. That's tough to do solo. It sounds when like the crowd joins in with you. I've tried easier. to do it before. It is tough. It is Are tough. you starting? Oh, wait. <laughs> hey. You tried to start a uh, chant before the terrible. East Carolina Virginia Tech Thursday night game with Michael Vick in town. Yes, yes. And it was uh, even worse. It was far worse than that. That one actually had some. You put a little backup band behind him, he can play a wedding. You know it's bad when the guy you're walking up to the stadium with, me, is telling you to shut up <laughs> and to stop the chant, which was the case on that faith. That was a good old 19 years old, bro. Really? Is I that what we it was? Were. Man. 18 or 19. Would, would have been 2001, right? Too young to have as much alcohol as we had that evening. Correct. Yeah. Correct. All right, there you go. Statute of limitations. All right, Tony... I mean, it's here. Panthers, Commanders. This I mean, is what it's all about. And I just can't believe you guys are not, like, tailgating for it right now. <laughs> In fact, the fact that Chandler's not even up for it. I was on the way here listening to you guys, and it sounded like you wanted to just go ahead and move on to the next week. Where would Bill Belichick say? On, on to the, next week? I'm ready to move on to week one of yeah. the regular season. Fired up for uh, for football. Not as fired up for tomorrow. Tony, when Baker Mayfield first signed with the Panthers, it, you know, it was like, all right, give him the ball. Darnold, everybody get out of the way. Let him take over. Well, not only has that not happened, now Matt Rule's going with the, the or, as we like to laugh at on the ECU depth chart. There's two starting quarterbacks for the Panthers right now. I mean, what do you think about that? I think it's just show. I mean, and I don't know. Like, it would just be bizarre if – what has Sam Darnold done at this point to pull ahead at all or maintain that spot? I think it's there to drive 
Baker Mayfield. I think it's also there, more importantly, to keep Sam Darnold's stock as high as it possibly can for some sort of potential trade in the future. You know, or at the end of the day, or maybe, or just maybe, I'm completely wrong on that because that's what I want it to be. And Matt Rule actually is got this kind of uh, commitment to guys that have been there that um, need to lose their jobs in a certain sense and have the, I guess, respect given to them to at least compete as hard as they can for their jobs because it's not just that position. You can look towards left tackle as a very similar yeah. kind of conundrum where you are rotating two guys. Um, and you got your sixth pick overall in the, by the second team. Yeah. and then the, I think that's for sure. And then one last one is, and there's even a third example, and that's Bozeman, um, who is – That's another or on the depth chart. Brought in as a free agent. Um, on, only on a one-year deal, though. So I don't want to – it's not like they brought him in and paid him a bunch of money and then are sitting in the background – but it was an idea that that's somebody they targeted very quickly in, um, I guess, in what the in free agency. And you, he's not where you expected him to be on the roster. And so I don't know what that is, if that's uh, and some people have said that's like kind of him being too collegist, like uh, too much of his college type coach where you do run those two quarterbacks till the last second. Yeah. Where you don't want anybody to know who you're starting. That is a good point, because like we when mike houston says that we're like yeah that's how it should be everybody's gonna earn their spot at practice in the nfl you don't hear that as much right everybody is getting paid the guys that get paid more usually get those spots and uh but i you know i don't know and he didn't name a starter for tomorrow right or has there been a starter named at this point I don't know. You guys actually, I'm going to need it'll you be, guys. Oh, on, yeah, you've been out of pocket. Ins- I've been out of the country, dude. But It'll be game time decision. <laughs> yeah. Very last minute, I very college But here is the thing is, is on one hand, we can start to, and, and Panther fans, let me, let's be fair. This is a real conversation to be having. You're asking the right question. It's what Panther fans are asking about the quarterback situation. Why isn't Mayfield being given the reins as he's shown? really that he's the guy that has kind of risen up above at this point why aren't they developing chemistry getting more reps yeah. in training camp and yeah. things to that sense but on the other hand i mean you could just say like let's not panic just yet because whoever the starter is in the season shouldn't be playing in game one period right i mean and so look at all the other teams across the league who know who their starter is they don't even play him in the preseason so it's almost if if Baker Mayfield doesn't play tomorrow, then he is the starter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, and we read into everything because we're so hungry for yeah. football right now that every little thing that happens we overinflate. But like, is there any concern that Baker Mayfield? You, you I think you mentioned it there a little bit, but like he has he performed poorly not, he hasn't taken over the range i haven't and, seen that at one bit yeah. except for the week one where he had some minor struggles and the national media tried to latch on to that and say sam darnold ahead in the competition but i haven't seen one piece of evidence that suggested that he's behind baker mayfield in this competition uh, Washington has their own. Behind Sam Darnold, excuse me. Washington has their own quarterback issues right now. So let me uh, make sure I. Do we get got the, the cut? Oh yeah, we got the Good. cut. I want to talk about this. I do as well. So this guy was from. He's from a local station, and I got to get. Oh, Scott Abraham, Scott Seven News, on Twitter. 
So he's asking Carson Wentz some uh, questions here. You'll hear Wentz's answers, and then we'll discuss it. Here we go. There's been kind of a narrative out there here in training camp that you've been a little inaccurate um, on your throws. Uh, consistently inconsistent has been a kind of a terminology. How would you assess your performance in training camp, and is that characterization uh, fair? Yeah, I mean, for one, it's camp. Characterization. Know, uh, I didn't know that, so thank you. Yep. But uh, I know because I know you told time, me you don't read that stuff. At the same time, uh, I'm my biggest critic. So I, I come back after practice yeah. and I'm kicking myself over one, two, three, four, five plays. You know, real talk here, Carson. It's been well documented. Philly didn't want you. Indy didn't want you. Do you think this is your last chance to prove that you can be a starting quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, you know, I don't really think about all that stuff. For me. I'm playing the game that I love, and I have the most confidence of anybody in myself to deliver, to play at a high level, um, to you know be a part of something special here with this team. And so I don't, I don't put all that pressure on myself. I don't put you know people can can feel that way. People can say what they want, and uh, I have no issue with that. You know that is what it is. But for me, I don't, I don't think in those terms. All right, uh, I thought good good job by Carson Wentz there to just be sure. as boring as possible with yes. the answers and I don't mind even the questions from the guy when he when he goes real talk here that is pretty lame like he's trying to be a hot he knows what he's doing here trying to be hot take and an agitator real talk uh, real talk coming up here Carson check this question out uh teams don't want you you know yeah Colts don't want you Eagles don't. yeah I'm so, gonna spew off some teams that don't want you and I so it's fine. He can ask whatever. He's definitely trying to do something there and get a reaction, and he didn't get it. I'll let you speak on it, Tony. There's another element to this that I really don't like, and I'll tell you about that in a moment. But. Yeah, that's the – I think where we're going to is, like, is, was this reporter out of line in a way? Is it was antagonistic. Thing? Yeah, I don't think it was – I think the first question is fine. Yeah, you know the it's, first it's, question it's, has it's the been prodding the, this more the issue, like yeah, the narrative and the real talk thing really bugged yeah. me because that yeah. shows he's he's like all right. it was Kurt, right? It was like you said, it is prodding. It's kind of borderline, yeah, but it's also not that bad. It's not illegal. I agree. <laughs> it's, it's not illegal. It's not that bad. Yeah, and I wouldn't even go as that far as that. Those are the real how it's being phrased outside of. Is his face like that's what we're saying behind his back those same types of things maybe uh, you could have softened the delivery absolutely a little bit on that one and simply just by said, taking real talk out of the equation well yeah real I mean, talk it, that omit it, that and say what but the commanders did want you and yeah. traded for you it just made it a little jim romish exactly it sounded like he was being a clone of like yeah. 20 years ago maybe that's what i mean I don't, like, yeah uh, of the chrissy everett jim everett yeah situation like that that situation all right, here's And that's what he wanted. Right, that's what I mean. He was yeah. he was looking for his moment. His moment, not his I mean, moment. Oh not, yeah, that was about him. He wanted to be yeah, a characterization. Yeah. <laughs> he to be a characterization of a journalist. <laughs> uh all right, Jason Wright who has had the impossible job of trying to shine the tur uh shine up the turd that is the Washington franchise. So he is uh what is it? President of the Commanders. Uh, public relations. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? He's not no, even the. No, he's, no, he's not, the president. No, but he just does a lot of front face out. on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Um, he quote tweets that and says, "Thankfully, Carson demonstrated grace in class." In response, stop there. I agree. That would have been a good tweet. But he goes on to this pompous, unprofessional mess. 
didn't need all that i recognize you have made a living on childlike provocation but it needs to be called out here's the worst part of it don't expect special access and good luck building rapport with the guys don't expect special access. I don't like that. That, I don't is, like, that is super bad. lame. Yeah, that's bad. Well, they did give them this sit down right here with the starting quarterback. It's still bad that, though. Like the that'll never is. happen again because you get no more special access. Right. You're going to be. You don't in the, do it. You, but, you but don't you're say getting special it and you access do it. over other guys if you play by our rules. Right, and if you if you this is big boy ball. This is not. This is not. ECU, if you shine you know Dan Snyder's shoes like I do, right, and like uh, others do, then right. we will give you this access. And imagine yes. if you shined other things like those other people did. Hey yo, I thought that was a Robert Kraft situation. Oh, is it? Who's shining what? I, mean, I have not I, heard. Isn't any, there a bunch of stuff? I mean, there, I thought there I was not, a lot of sexual uh, harassment Snyder? going on. Uh, I mean, there was yeah. like comments about the cheerleaders and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. Snyder has been accused of that stuff. But he has not been caught coming out of the massage parlor like Robert okay. Kraft yeah. I don't expect special access. That is, uh, that's lame to say that. Yeah, this is one of those things that you just, if you expect the organization to just do those things and not say them, <laughs> you know, it's Absolutely. like, uh, it's, all right, right. If you're going to, I'm going to cut them all, bro? but you can't be public. Also, about. Carson Wentz is not a child. He doesn't need you coming out saying this stuff. Wentz handled it fine. And he probably, like you said, it's just like that first half was fine. Yeah. And the second half just tries to go over Veer the top way too off. much. And the dude tried to have his moment. Both of them did. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like the, the, he tried to have his moment in <laughs> they the. They should the do an interview with each other. I know. It's yes. like Carson Wentz isn't even involved in this <laughs> what anymore. What if they just put Carson Wentz in the middle <laughs> and then he sat there uncomfortably? While I think they, they should give him a bowl of ice cream. Like children. Like, yeah, uh, like a divorce par- Like parents yeah. in a divorce. They should do fight. it like um, Sunday conversations. Our friends at Barstool. Like they Wentz is kind of just off to the side watching. With a bowl, with a bowl of ice cream, just yeah. enjoying himself while they go at it. Uh, you're right. It was super boring. Uh, you know, but I don't really dislike the question. I don't either. Uh, entirely, because that has been the narrative throughout camp, is I that he has not been uh, as sharp as they expected, uh, what, seventh-year pro to be. It is not a good feeling when you have a quarterback on your team that the teammates don't like that is co- very concerning is that the case on your team already I, f- I feel like no, it was, no, it was not the this case current team wince and in and, and but a lot of guys do not have wince's back that he played with and i don't know why he does seem like a nice guy he's a very they were total t- teenage mutant ninja turtle fans clearly he's a religious guy he's a family guy family and i don't know why it doesn't really and there are some guys that probably like carson wince but you, your quarterback is the guy that rallies the troops. Everybody's going to play one more tick harder for because he's tough and you like the guy. When you don't have that, that is very concerning, and I worry about that with Wentz. I think one is maybe the um, the vaccine stuff, but I don't think a lot of athletes took that stand, so I, I feel like it would be messed up for them to hold that against him. Yeah, like, I don't even think it's that because it, it goes back to Philly before we even knew about Is he just – I think he got paid, and maybe he's not as demonstrable as they want to be, and he totally does look demonstrable? like – Demonstrable? You're starting to sound like our guy. I think that he, is a word. Demonstrative? Is a, that, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, okay. He's definitely not as 
affable as like you would want your quarterback to be. Are y'all just trying to like sound smart? <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? C- c- candidly smart. <laughs> I mean, Chandler and I are Let's sitting just here. Let's use words out of context and make up. Poor Chandler <laughs> thinks we're speaking a different language this second. <laughs> and last, he looks like Tokar from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Yeah, Tony does have that take. I said this when, the, when Washington I don't know up. how you guys don't see it. I, well, first of all, it's a very remember. specific old <laughs> reference that nobody There's gets. There's a little saber tooth from X-Men What is the name? Tokar. How you spell it? T-O-K-A-R, I think, from, just put Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Toka. It is Toka. You're putting oh, the two no, names together. Oh, no, then it's Razor. Okay. Razor. Oh, it's there not, it is. Here, go. Look, it's look, the look, wolf look. one. It's not the... Yeah, the wolf one. Not the turtle. That one. I mean, okay. <laughs> Tony, Fine. <laughs> Okay, but for you to say, I don't see how y'all don't see it, I I don't see it. Okay. He's got red hair. Google doesn't see it because if I type in Razar and Carson Wentz, it doesn't (laughs) like fill it out for me. Can you do a Dolly mini thing of (laughs) Carson Wentz? Can you actually do one of those for me? Like, you know, because you put out this all this cool content. Maybe just do one thing for me this year, and that is, do you, like, let's do a pirate radio poll. Do you see it? (laughs) <laughs> do you That's see it say. yes you know, i or found no. waldo in the in the dominican i saw, so, I saw hey. that that was, that was interesting found him all right let's take a break we'll come back i want to do a um speaking of wince and how cool is he how cool is your quarterback who's the coolest quarterback let's let's rank the qbs we'd like to hang out with Oh, have a beer easy. with, go golfing with. Who's at the top of your list? Who's at the bottom of your list in the NFL? We'll do that. Talk more NFL news and notes with Tony Dunn, CalendarCatChronicles.com when we return after this. of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 58,000 followers today at PR927FM. Now let's head back into the show. Here's your host, Flip Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. 18 12-ounce Bud Light bottles can be yours if you are the lucky caller in hour number three of today's show on a free beer Friday. We're excited about the Bud Light pregame tailgate coming up just a few Saturdays from now. Excited about the Pirate Radio football kickoff party. Uh, Bud Light, a sponsor of that as well. Chandler and uh, State Theater going to be rocking and rolling. Yes, sir. Less than. It'll be 20 days away from the party. Man, that's awesome. Less than three weeks away. Yep, 22 days away from ECUNC State. Excitement time. All right, before the break. Excitement time. Ah, there you go, Chan Man. Good work. Uh, by the way, I got to give Glenn credit. So yesterday we were about to end the show and Chandler said that Clip Brock had a quote 
out there and i was like what is this what are y'all doing who's putting out fake quotes of mine um i'm assuming this was you glenn yes all right i thought it was fairly well done it, oh, was, it, it, it was a hit it was very well done it was wonderful it was a uh parody uh, if you will of the antonio brown and right out the gate too like, yeah I mean, very very quick you were might you might have been first in line for this joke that is everybody is doing well, you just take the format and you just rip it and Glenn, yeah. uh that, that was you did a great job with that very funny so i wanted to give you props for that we've been laughing about it but for the listeners i mean antonio brown said that the his greatest regret is not being that, able to that watch that was himself. not that was not a true statement though it's not so he parodied but he put it out there he put it out there it was on his no he but it was from a parody account right so he parodied something else Uh, oh no he he just took it he took it from their account and posted it to his oh so somebody came up with those exactly they made up a cool quote about antonio and then he was like i wish i would have said an uh, unknown parody account that had like 600 followers before this blasted it so his real regret is that he didn't come up with those words himself that would have been the (laughs) smartest response yeah okay all right oh man i was was i thought i liked antonio brown even more after this but now he just went backwards in my book oh wow the antonio brown scale yeah the shauna meter Remember the Shauna meter, Sean Dunstan <laughs> in Wrigley Field? Steve Stone used to say, the Shauna meter rising high. God, I love Sean Dunstan. After that double in the gap. All right, coolest quarterbacks. Quarterbacks you want to hang with. As I was doing this in my brain, I was coming up with more QBs I don't want to hang out with than I do. Yeah, I mean, there are actually not a lot of cool ones. I've got a 1A and a 1B. Are they retired? Is retired people? No. So we got to do that active. later. Well, Let's go yeah, active, active first. It's a small list on the active. So I've got a big three. Okay. I'll just start naming some names. Uh, first guy I thought of, he's got a good sense of humor and seems like a very down-to-earth guy. Josh Allen would be high on my list. Okay. Yep. Uh, cool guy who seems to get along with everybody and everybody likes him. Joe Burrow, high would on be my list. Very fun to hang out with. I think you would definitely slay the night. A, one B. I don't know about fun, but... One of the most normal guys in the NFL is Derek Carr, and yeah. Yeah, I would that like, would be the opposite of fun. We would not get in trouble. Nope. Uh, he would so, just have like a nice dinner. Yeah, and like uh, he'd probably pay for probably it. watch like a Netflix movie and then go go home early. So those three are on my list, and and there's kind of different scales. Like I feel like a night out with Jameis Winston would be fun. Oh, yeah, you totally. Like, totally. just nonstop. He's, a, he's in my top five. Nonstop top laughing. Yeah. Oh. Unintentional top. comedy. Top. That's really what it's about. It's the unintentional comedy. He might be the number one. But you just don't know what would happen. So, to fill out. And that's what I love. I know it's unpredictable. It'd be like hanging out with Mike Tyson. Yeah. To fill out my <laughs> top five, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. Okay. I think he's a cool cat. I don't know if we could relate on a lot of things, All right. but I feel like we could we could have a conversation. You would relate more to Jameis. <laughs> Jameis like a country boy. Like I feel like he's yeah. not too far. I from think one Jameis of us. is my number one. <laughs> okay. I think Burrow is my number two. I think Cameron Poe is my number three. AKA Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Now I mean, I just next don't level. Know. We're gonna take some mescaline or whatever. We're going out west. Oh, we, we definitely taking some hard stuff. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So he's my third. I think Baker Mayfield should be in yeah, the top. Yeah, he should be a top. Yeah, he's a top, and that would be fun. You're right. And probably five. I'm going to say Jimmy G for the ladies that you get in the pool. I swear I thought about having a dinner with Jimmy G and just looking into his eyes for an hour, Tony. And getting, I, no, I just getting lost. like this is let's go hang out with all your friends. You know? Right, exactly. Well, how many girls are you talking to with Jimmy G around? I mean, you're going to get I'm going to take any. There got to be some scraps. Oh, oh bro. The girls <laughs> that he talking to, they don't mind the extra party. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, Glenn, who's on your list? Anybody we haven't Stafford said. Stafford is kind of to me on yeah, the list. I, like I think Stafford. he's like a actually a cool dude. That I was thinking more about like dudes I definitely don't like. Let me yeah, throw let's the not hangout quarterback. Yeah. Let me list. throw Stafford in uh, ahead of Lamar Jackson in my top five. First of all, before we do not like anybody we left out, Chandler and Glenn that like you would like to say Josh Allen. Yeah, I said him yeah, first. He was he was he's one A. Yeah, because I I would go play a round of golf with him. I like Josh Allen. You know, like I, I was bringing up Patrick Mahomes. Like Mahomes, the problem with him is, is his, his family. family. I, I'm, yeah, I, I'm afraid he's going to bring the wife. And exactly. The like Mahomes it's himself. His family. He's not bringing family. the brother. He wants to get away from the brother. He just can't say it. He's not bringing the brother. But he comes with. He comes he with. Comes the, with him. The brother time. shows up uninvited. It's a package deal. And so and the, 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 wife, and the wife does wife, whatever she the, wants the to wife. do. Yeah, she's and the wife she's now. the wild card. She's it's like she's like the Jameis Winston. She's like the worst Jameis Winston. Like he's she's like Jameis winston of 19 like crab legs and just turn way up getting yeah. on picnic tables saying things you're not supposed yeah, to say in I public mean, just popping bottles and stay whatever it is it's just that's what i think it's a lot be fun about Jameis is you're just out popping bottles like you're just getting at it i think it'd just be fun to do a workout session with Jameis winston man i love his work they make so much fun of him on the internet forum but they are fantastic it would be like just you and him tossing that water bottle back and forth <laughs> like just kind of random uh, i mean he does a lot of actually they're very good workouts for your Doing body the dance, where the, like uh, you do the uh like so it's a lot of stuff on stability balls and things and it's but it looks like you know because you're trying to keep your balance like with your core it looks ridiculous yeah. but it is it's fun all right it's fun man he's at my he's my number one all right so we hit on the top how about who's Ooh, on? one other one we okay. did leave out one important one zach wilson <laughs> oh, yeah. you just couldn't bring him you around hide, your family right yeah. you gotta hide the family he's not coming to thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so who's on the bottom uh bottom of the list russell wilson i thought about that yeah, too. yeah. boring um, oh man brad johnson did a great uh yeah spoof last night on twitter he did the whole uh you, you've probably seen it have you tony i gotta bring this up uh, so the russell wilson is it less ride is that what he kept saying broncos uh, country that's right oh he's got a new one that's so annoying. so brad johnson uh great former redskin quarterback <laughs> Went through his whole career. He did Florida State, and he's got uh Bikers Nation, let's ride. <laughs> he goes to the head. He, uh, he goes to some <laughs> Monarchs team. Washington, Commander's Nation, let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> he goes to Tampa. <laughs> he's just riding, so uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm he, not going to ride. Yeah, with Russell Rose. Wilson is like my number one not hangout. Yeah. I just um, thought that he'd be fun. I, I would like to talk to. Is it Sierra? Or Sierra. Yes, his wife. Yeah. Yeah. I think Matt Ryan is on. Uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, Pretty bland. Point. Yeah. I put him, Daniel Jones. Bland. In the. Carson Wentz. Yeah. It's all in the boring, boring, like paint dry, boring categories. I feel like Tua would be kind of boring. 
I kind of think the same thing about Mac I Jones. I think Tua is turning up now. Tua, we might have unlocked. I don't know. Mac Jones, I've seen some party videos or that was, uh, that pictures. That was college, though. Well, what's the difference yeah, between then and now? I think uh, Bill Drew, ooh, maybe Drew Locke would be kind of fun to hang out with. Maybe. Jared Goff in the boring category. But his wife. Mm. Tony, uh, what do you think is going to happen uh, on your hangout? Well, I mean, if you're going around celebrities, you want to. In your window, being brought around with your hangouts. <laughs> you had like a brothel, like a. <laughs> I mean, have you not heard what they do in the NFL? I like how I none of so. us have said Sean Watt. I know. I know. What happened? He got robbed by two naked women? Yeah. Is it, that was the call, the police call. Can you give us a description? What were they wearing? <laughs> naked. They, they nothing naked. when I left. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you see two naked women, those are the uh, the ones. I tell you, another quarterback on my list I don't want to hang out with. All right. Old Deshaun Watson. That's what I said. I just I brought him up. I just... We, I know. Nobody said Nobody. If, if we did this three years ago, Rodgers and Watson would be like my 1A, 1B. Rodgers is still pretty high for me. Yeah, he's still I think, pretty man, high. He's high for everybody. He's, he is what I'm saying. High. he's pretty his high. Oh, a guy I forgot to mention, and I've done a Kirk 180 Cousins. on this guy. I'm not hanging out with Kirk Cousins. No? Uh, I'm not hanging out with Andy Dalton. Tom Brady has moved up on my list. Yeah, Tom Brady's not – he's a 15-10 guy. Not top five, but I'll, he's not like you couldn't. He's not unhang outable, which is what he was. Oh, when he no, was in New no, England. you just can't go eat anywhere with him. No, you got to do what Tom wants to do. He's kind of like a, when you have like an autistic child, like he's, <laughs> like you can't like upset him by doing things that he specifically doesn't like. I say that as somebody who takes care of an autistic nephew. All right, I mean I can't relate, so people know what you're talking um, about. Ooh, let's see, any other? Well, what about Kyler Murray? I'm kind of on the nah, fence with him. I, I mean, know. like, we could play video games for, like, Justin eight Herbert? hours. That would just be, like, another one of your children running around the house. Totally. I would want to hang out with <laughs> Kyler. He's smaller than all of your children. I He's going to hop in one of your toy cars and <laughs> drive around. I'd want to hang out with put on Kyler your Murray and watch tape. No, I want to hang out with Kyler Murray because I can just literally put him in, like, a remote control car and, like... He's so cute. Put your floaties on. <laughs> Get in the, get don't in the get pool. in the pool when i'm not out here <laughs> no swimming when we're not at home uh the we'll have to wait and see justin fields don't know if he's yeah. cool trey lance don't know much justin about Herbert. him oh we don't know about the falcons none of the falcons Desmond quarterbacks yeah. i feel like herbert doesn't have much of a personality that i'm aware right. of right so I, i'm not sure about him yeah we don't know a lot about uh, that kid. marcus marietta no he's probably too chill laid back are we, can we go to, be all right. what to about, recently retired in the past? All right, yeah, 10 past years? quarterbacks. Oh, best to hang out with. Uh, I was, the Manning brothers. Yeah, Peyton's Eli Manning has gone way up in my book. Yes, yes. Totally. Brett Favre. Nah. No, I'm he's good. in the bottom five. I'm good on Brett Favre. <laughs> good on Brett, bro. He might try to get me involved with something. <laughs> he's got some scams. Guess what? We just scammed the Social Security of, uh, like, uh, oh, what, he did a PPE loan. Oh, by Pro the way. We probably got all enthralled in PPE <laughs> loans. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you, can't, you can't hang out with Brett. It's like he's hanging like, out with OJ. I bought 70 cars, and we said we were all an Uber driver company, and we all filed for unemployment for less. T's and P's to Brett Favre. He's had over a 1,000 concussions in his career. That is true. He also has a thousand fraud losses right a now. quarterback a uh steve hill says joe namath cam newton i'd love to hang out with cam same i don't Go know if star i could shopping. I, I would i would like to hang out with early cam i don't think i could relate to cam newton but i feel like he lives in a different world than i do. post uh post broncos super bowl cam newton i can't don't hang out all with. these quarterbacks 
No, some are down more down to earth. I think John Elway would have been fun to hang out with. Pre GM. Yeah. 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 Something about the kind of uh, uh, Jim Marino. Kelly. Jim Marino Kelly was cool. would be fun to have. No, kind of Marino, is, is, no? Marino is not uh, fun. He's a total ass. He's <laughs> not, <laughs> and I just found that out. <laughs> not fun. He looks like. Oh, Namath. Did somebody say that? We well, just said just that. Yeah. 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 Um, let's see who else would be awesome. Big Ben. Ooh. Ryan Fitzpatrick? I think yeah, y'all are I like sleeping on Big Ben. I think he would be fun. Well, to be careful where you're sleeping around Big Ben. <laughs> I know. I um, to. Thanks, oh. yeah. Thanks for the alley-oop there, Stockton. <laughs> Speaking of which, Carl Malone. No uh, Drew Brees. Google him up. No. Uh, Brees is boring. Aikman, kind of boring. Yeah. Who we... Uh, Kurt Warner, boring. 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 Yeah. Mm. Oh, Joe Montana. I'd hang out with him. He's R- like a legend. Pretty boring. RG3. Nah, he's actually really hitting. He's recently retired. I think he found his niche right now. I do too. With the college football and the, uh, I think he's and just commenting on football in general. Yeah, yeah, he's he's made a comeback. Andrew Luck, nah, boring. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Who's the uh, quarterback that has that famous picture? He's smoking a cigarette at halftime. Uh, Lynn Dawson, maybe it's Chiefs, I believe. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's who that is. What do you just want to smoke some cigarettes? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Jim McMahon. No one is going to. I mean, be a wild one. Yeah. Even wild like night. today, it'd That's probably be wild. That's what I'm saying. Like tonight, to, tonight it would yeah. be wild. <laughs> I'm down with that. In, in any city. <laughs> Phil Sims is on my top five. Never to hang out yeah, with. Yeah, I hate the him. worst. I hate hey, son's cool though. I like Chris Sims. What yeah. do you think about Boomer? Don't like him the either. Sizing, yeah. no go. Don't like him either. Steve says it was Don Meredith with the sig. I throw a real radical one out there, Mike Vick. That's a no. I see. I I thought about saying Mike, but you took it from me, and I'm glad that he's you under the took top the five or the bottom. Five. <laughs> no. I would have hung. And Steve, I, it is Lynn Dawson. I would have hung said, out with. with the you're wrong, Steve. Steve, you're wrong. I would have hung out with younger Ryan Leaf, but not current Ryan Leaf. Because now he's boring. Now he's all boring and serious, and wants to live. Was a good he fun life. when he was younger? He was no, a problem. It wasn't well, fun. I mean, he was if a you problem. consider yeah, like breaking issue. and entering and having Bills. a drug habit, yeah, yeah it wasn't. Yeah, fun. he was a problem. It wasn't. He was fun. a problem. That was a facetious. Yeah. Trying to think of some. Uh, well, again, you guys have already shut me down for my lane of what I'm trying to go into the NFL with. I'm not trying to gold dig. Well, Ryan Tannehill, we didn't mention him. He's got a hot wife. Hmm. Seems boring. that seems to be high on your list though. I'm not really trying to take their wives, though. I'm more like trying to enter. <laughs> okay. Was Vince Young a fun that was guy? Just Could have fooled us. That was golf. It might be girlfriend. <laughs> What'd you say? Vince Young, was he a fun guy? Well, he had some stuff, too. He had. Yeah. He was Actually, on the lean, right? Actually, oh, Jamarcus Russell. Yes. <laughs> That's a guy who's right uh, up our we speed. Just like, now, you know what? Jamarcus Russell is the reason why I went and bought cough syrup for my kid. The other day, like a what? Month ago, <laughs> explain this, orphan. please explain. He used to drink syrup. It, it was zizzer, that, right? That, yeah, Which not is just, just him though. You're making it sound like Jamarcus Russell yeah. came up with lean. He, he, he was. did not. He was totally it. He used but, to but wait. run to parties with a camelback. Oh, but your God. quote was, "He made. He's the reason I got." cough syrup for my kid the other day the carded other day it. carded for it oh carded carded it people yeah. like him now I get and my it. little my and this was actually where school was still in session so it's been a couple of months but my uh nine-year-old daughter was with me in the middle of the day like on a school day i had to go pick her up early and i stopped to get her some just basic and it was kids 
cough med and she's standing right there looking sick i don't know and the looks girl suspicious. goes i need your id and i was uh, like she could be a small person are you serious i mean and, uh, uh randy could you come up to the front <laughs> we might have a situation yeah. here. <laughs> um oh i guess i guess that's all of our quarterbacks we don't have any that's right quarterbacks are kind of boring that's what we we've didn't learned. say dak because yeah, also i think, boring. I think he's be, boring. yeah we're depressed oh my god guys davis hill garter Minshew. garter yeah. That's oh a guy. my God! Number one, but he might be. Thank too, you. He might be too high strung. Yeah, he's. He might be too. Way, I mean, he's out there. But we had a chance to hang out with him years ago, and uh, um, how he wasn't very pleasant. Yeah. Really? Well, no, I shouldn't say that. He had some interviews, and to his credit, I remember this. I, I say it with all you like. He would do interviews as if he was an NFL quarterback, when really he was battling to start for East Carolina. And we were like, where does this guy get this confidence from? His numbers so you aren't mean that they good. They would say something like, uh, so ECU doesn't want you. Now they they don't want you. <laughs> Do you think this is your last chance to be a starting quarterback in college football? But he would carry himself Real talk. as if he was a Heisman finalist when he was not. And turns out he was actually right. He was good and we a sucked. Heisman and held him back, apparently. I don't know. He was know. on a two win team. I mean, we sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Was, that well, was he's, he's at the top. He's on one of my tops. All right. There you go. The fun and boring quarterback list here uh, for 2022. Trevor Lawrence. What a what I think he's pretty. Uh, I don't, he doesn't have much of a personality to me. I got one other former ECU quarterback that'd be kind of fun to hang out with Kirk Ben Kirk. We just play video games all day. Yeah. He seems to have a cool personality. Yeah. And go with shane and go up in the mountains and kill but tony stuff. you're not good at those shooter games are you yeah i can play them yeah i'm better at them than i am at madden man i tried to play those games with my stepson i just couldn't get into and i would die and oh yeah the new fun. ones are like you gotta i mean you gotta go ahead and know that you're gonna commit like 70 hours before you get like <laughs> in it. it's like golf bro it's like you're gonna spend nine million hours trying to get good at it before you really do and by the time you do there's a new game out and yeah you play it anymore. <laughs> yeah exactly but uh yeah i'm sticking to sports games all right let's take a break we'll come back more to go tony dunn county cat chronicles.com when we return on pirate radio live after this to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. The sidebar in Uptown Greenville is open and ready to serve you. The Tex-Mex Fusion Restaurant offers dinner and Sunday brunch from 10.30 to 2.30. Uh, located right next to the Dickinson Avenue Public House, the sidebar has indoor dining and patio seating for everyone to enjoy. For the latest on reservations, menu items, and more, follow the sidebar on Facebook or on Instagram at sidebar.greenville. Now let's head back into the show. Here's your host, Clip Rock. <laughs> oh, man. Just catching up, Tony, on some of the oh, ongoings behind the scenes here at Pirate Radio. Love it. You guys are fantastic. The group chat. <laughs> We'll talk about it more later. Maybe. I missed you guys. Yeah. All right. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live. The big dog. The Chan man. Tony Dunn. 
Uh, preseason is here. Tony, there have been three preseason football games. How many plays have you watched? Uh, well, it was kind of difficult for me. Um, I've, I've been say traveling. It. Say it. I've watched uh, maybe nine plays. Oh, really? Yeah. So you did actually see a little bit? Yeah, but a lot of those are also on Twitter. <laughs> right. So actual live? Live, uh, maybe zero. Chandler uh, is kind of poo-pooing tomorrow. Oh, I'm am, ready for it. I'm not super poo-pooing. Will you be watching? Totally. Will you be watching the whole game? Uh, at least the first half, and then maybe if we do a show, which we're still kind of debating on, do oh, like yeah. starting it at halftime and kind of having the game going on. Do a little watch-along action, yeah. kind of. Yeah, but mainly talking about what we saw in the first half as the watch-along happens. But there's a lot of important things for the Panthers to be to kind of be monitoring. And uh, much like the conversation today has been centered around Malik Willis, yeah, for the for the Tennessee night. Titans is that Good Matt, Matt Corral, which actually now they're like really trying to latch on to Vrabel's. Let's say Vrabel, like he wasn't like a hundred percent positive, right? And they're trying they to latch on to, to a couple of those things because they're given bottom. I mean, as watch, have we been watching CBS HQ right here? Is that there have been. Didn't it um, say it said pulled he, in yeah. the third because he wouldn't throw right. the ball? Yeah, yeah. But they're acting like he, like, didn't like call the right player. Like he yeah. refused to do, like to refuse to throw the ball. And all he was saying is, no, he was pulling it down and running too much. Like yeah. it was not. I was telling him to throw the ball. He wasn't throwing the ball. It was not like that. And they, right. they are taking it way out of context. And I mean, and he said too. I think Vrabel said that you know he, what, what we're trying to work on is we're going to go and look at. Um, if some of his if the issues with timing are timing or decisive decisiveness right, right? it's is all that, about getting him used to the speed of the read yeah right? and those are basically he's just kind of really just saying it the way what he's truly evaluating which is there's good and bad in yes. this or he's that a rookie quarterback gonna, <laughs> a, and a developmental one at yeah. that so i don't think it's negative by any means and the fact that you play him, I mean, like, how long did you really expect to play him? He's not Andrew Luck. Like, you did, they didn't expect him to come and start right. 17 games. Because he wouldn't have played a down last night if that was the case. Maybe that's why Vrabel's doing this, because he does expect him, or he wants Malik Willis to think he expects him to come in and be the guy. And he's yeah. doing the tough love or something. But giving him three quarters of play in the first preseason game is not like, it's not like he went out there and after two series they were like, pfft. This guy. That's pretty abnormal, too, for a rookie, right? To I play think that much. Kind of abnormal for any player, yeah, to play yeah. that, like, progress, like, straight through. I yeah. doubt he gets that type of rep rest of the. Oh, and then what will be the high, high, the the headline? Will be that he got pulled. Um, Titans the, giving Titans up on Willis. Yeah. Tight, uh, <laughs> snap Titans count. tightening the reins. Now, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Tightening the reins. Snap count regresses. Yeah. It'll be all the negative pub that you would expect. Yeah. Malik is not the 10 I see. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't bring this up with two other sports bar fantasy football league members, but to win the league, you, you got to get somebody late that you can hold on to for years and build your team. Tony did that with Alvin Kamara, drafted him as a rookie, very end of the draft, and it turned into a championship in Kamara's final year. 
Glenn drafted Josh Allen oh. when he was and what? Austin Eckler, too. A rookie? Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. I had an Eckler and rookie. And, and, and then he also and drafted Allen. every other rookie in the history of the well, world. He went a little year, overboard this, this year. This year was a rebuilding year. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because this year, this is the last year I have Allen, but I lost Eckler and other pieces. You right. said a lot of names I had never heard. It was so, a rebuilding year. I drafted Trevor Lawrence very late in our draft this year, not for this year, but just hoping I could get a Josh Allen or a a Kyler Murray, which yeah. somebody did, or a Kamara in your case. Malik Willis is out there on the board. That's what I'm bringing up. Yeah, he's out there on as a free agent. And waivers are over. It is a free agent. One of us could pick him up at this moment. What does that make him? 15th yeah yeah and keep him for a 15th rounder which is I'm, nothing. I'm on that trey lance joint right now i kept trey lance in the 10th i like that you know? I, that's yeah. another example for this year it could be for this year if it, it might be it might be but it's I really did the same thing with mac jones i kept him because of the early season hype coming out of their camp was that he's progressed so much and is seeing so more downfield so i was like okay how did, how'd you guys like your drafts can we talk about that yeah. it's fine but one more note here I mean, I have some interest in picking up Malik Willis right now, but I don't know if I'm ready to pull the trigger. Do I, y'all? Can't, I can't pull three quarterbacks on the same roster because I've got Allen. You know, I, I thought Matt about Jones. those types of things too, but like uh, I found myself, I always find myself drafting a lot of people that I could say these are draftable players, but they'll never see the roster if things work out. Sure. You know, it's like my fifth wide receiver will never play a down if – or. Unless am I starting so unless everything goes bad? So at the yeah. same time, is so why not really pick matter? up Malik Willis? Yeah, he, like even who's with, your quarterbacks right now? Mine, you. Uh, oh, you uh, got Herbert, don't you? Aaron Rodgers mm. and Trevor Lawrence. So I'm riding with Rodgers, basically. I'm Russell Wilson and Trey Lance. Mm. I like your situation, Glenn. I don't. I would almost rather you got three quarterbacks. No, I said I uh, could. I couldn't pick up. Malik I'd Willis almost rather have Willis than Mac Jones. No, mm. but no, but you need a guy for this year if something happens to Allen. Right, that's the thing. I've yeah. got to. So play. you can't really. Yeah, you can't. I can't. Willis is yet. a stash. He is not a. I wonder, I wonder what the fantasy value on the Patriots just in general is. I drafted one. I think. I don't know, man. I drafted Jacoby Myers pretty dang late uh, man, for being the number one option. On so the Myers offense. got drafted, and uh, Devontae Parker got drafted. Hunter Henry. Hunter right Henry there. got he drafted. Got they also have Jonu Smith, because so they're going to use I their tight ends. I think both the tight ends got or, or keeps. And both people. the running backs. six touchdowns last year. Both the running backs got drafted, but pretty late. Damian Harris yeah. and Stevenson was a keeper. No, James White retired. Okay. That's why okay. I took Jacoby Myers, because last year he had the worst touchdown luck <laughs> in the league. So it's got to turn around. It's got to turn around. He's got to have like six or eight touchdowns this year. He had like year. 70 catches and no touchdowns at one point yes, or something. Yes, he had that a good crazy. season. His yeah. season was fine. He yeah. just didn't – he had bad touchdown luck. And they really – and we'll see if somebody pops up. But other than Devontae Parker, did they add a lot at receiver? No, they they added didn't. a tight end. It's got to be him. Do you know, I, I thought that the Pirate Radio's um, Fantasy Football League was kind of – if you looked at how the order went, it was very vanilla in some cases. I really felt like a lot of people were there just... There were not a lot of reaches. P- yeah, just picking by the the rankings. But it's a pretty smart league, smart yeah. league though. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to... You're not well, sneak to a by. certain point, and then we start taking guys that I've never heard of. I don't know who that running back from Tampa is that I got. I don't know who Isaiah Spiller is. But well, I got when him. I started getting into the 
I would say even to the six and maybe seven, eight rounds, and like I've filled out my starting lineup. I've got a couple of guys that I'm keeping from last year. In play. Then I'm Googling this. Who are rookie running backs? Yes, because yeah. you're trying to hit another Camara, yeah. an Eckler, or whatever. And that's where I, I got the— but That's how you win that league. Yeah. I mean, and because the, you just don't want—you need a top 10 pick one that's year a keeper. that is in the 5th, 6th, 12th round or something. Yes, that it's a keeper that you can take and pair with your top 10, and then you're wrong. I try to look at it this way when I drafted a certain guy— is this guy going to be available in this round next year or two years? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, is this the last opportunity you'll have to draft this guy this late? Right. So, I mean, think about what you got, the value of Jamar Chase from last year to this year. I think yeah. he went eighth round or fifth. or Yeah, I mean, but, and, fifth, but he's a top ten. Top he was, five, a, he was yeah. a kept player. Yeah, but you got him. So you have to – you're trying to see the next Justin Jefferson, the next – a lot of I us luck. Waddell, like, er, like really early last year, because I took him like in the seventh, <coughs> and I think I thought that was a little bit too high. Yeah, to keep him, you know, because he's going. Well, that's round, where I drafted him. Yeah, when you I thought I was going to get him back. I drafted him. Uh, it Fourth, was third. twenty-one overall, third, uh, second round, so second, late. He's second. my number one receiving option. <laughs> No. I know. I picked him over. Here's the thing, though. I picked him over Keenan Allen. I don't mind that. Thank uh, you. Waddle's fun. More got a higher yeah, uh, I, ceiling. I think he's. I think, and th- I think Hill's busted. And it's PPR. Well, I think, yeah, I think Tyreek Hill is going to help him open up yeah. underneath. And then I also think too that uh, you know at Keenan Allen, it's just at some point he's played in the league. Thirteen. He's years. old. Yeah. 30, yeah and NFL a lot of, years a lot of miles on that body. All right, uh, good chat. Okay, Tony, uh, give me a player or two you're uh, looking forward to seeing. Oh, well, for num- the Panthers number one right. is Matt Corral. I mean, Damn. I don't think there's nothing. against my team. Yeah, that's gonna hurt. How much play do you think he gets tomorrow? He should get quite a bit. I would second half. I mean, does he get three quarters? Does he get a Malik Willis? Ooh, no. Yeah. You think you'll well, go three oh, quarters? Right, so you think this? Do you think the Panthers are this? I don't think you do that to like second or third. Quarter. Right, right. It's like when you put it. So here is the thing is, do you give uh, Darnold a corner quarter? Do you give uh, Mayfield a full quarter? And then do you give basically Corral and PJ second the half. second half? I think they go like this. They go Darnold two drives, Mayfield two drives, PJ the rest of the half, and then oh, Corral wow. starts the second half. And plays, and plays the whole second plays half. I, that would that be cool. Be I would okay. like to see that. Are you excited about seeing Sam Howell tomorrow? I wouldn't say excited, but he's been throwing some times in camp. Too. Corral versus Howell would be kind of fun second half, actually. Now that I think, I about would it. actually like to see Corral come like in like mid second half, come back out in the third, and then give the fourth to PJ. But you're you're probably right. I think your your scenario. I would is, like to see him. Out well, there Matt Rule seems like the type of guy too. that no matter how good Corral is, he's still going to have like, like PJ, PJ Walker is going to start. Yeah, Sam Darnold is going to then get the second quarter. That's Baker Mayfield's going to get the third. That's, that's the last week of guys. You don't know about this. I got another Temple guy that's going to yeah. play a little bit. Uh, Icky, we're going to have to sit you down for a second. You're going to see Matt Rule yell at guys on the sideline and make them run laps around FedEx Field. Yeah, Robbie with the IE plays the first. Robbie with a Y in the second yeah. quarter. Um, <laughs> I love that. The I, I guess the other t- the other you said a couple players. Yeah, one Matt Corral. Two is whoever's playing left guard. Is that going to be start with Michael Jordan? And then go maybe to 
um, just another player? Magic Johnson. Right? <laughs> or is it going to go next to – Is or will we see Aquano there? Is then – or is it just going to be him playing in the second – uh, with a second string. <laughs> Sorry. What? Hey, what does that sound like the group no, chat that just, we referenced you, you got there. You got there eventually. So, what's the deal with the rookie? Y'all said he was second string right now? Well, yeah, it's right now the... Who's, who's uh, Brady Gra- Christensen? Brady Christensen, uh, our third rounder from last year. And he's supposed to be looking very good at left tackle. And then... The Didn't s- play at all at left tackle last year. He had one, two short arms. Yeah. So, yeah, just watching that offensive line formation is going to be important. Who's the guy that had two short arms for you to draft him? That was really good. Brady Christian. Oh, uh, Slater. Sean <laughs> yeah, Slater. Yeah. Tony, thanks for hanging out, buddy. All right, man. Enjoyed the football chat. We'll be making picks here in a few weeks. That's exciting. Second break. We'll come back. Hour three, Pirate Radio Live. A lot more to go, including a giveaway. 18 12-ounce Bud Lytles. Bud Lytles. That's how you say bottles and light at the same time. Bud Light Bottles will be yours in hour three. Back with more after this. to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch our favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Renville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Friday, the debut, the fall debut of the High School Huddle coming your way at 6 o'clock tonight. The host of that program is Morgan Aylers, and he joins us here on Pirate Radio Live. Morgan, how you doing today, man? I am doing fantastic, sir, Clip Brock. Excited for the high school football season returning next Friday. D.H. Conley football back on Pirate Radio. The high school huddle back tonight. A preview show, uh, Morgan, tonight as you get ready for the regular season beginning next week, right? Yeah, it is. I had a chance yesterday to talk with a lot of the coaches in the area, talk with uh, a couple of media members, too, and uh, just get you know their thoughts on the upcoming season, where their teams are at, and uh, this week's been a week of uh, scrimmages. There's some jamborees going on tonight. A lot of the area teams are taking uh, advantage of. And uh, it's it's fun, man. It's a great time of year. I love high school football. And uh, I'm really fortunate that uh, the uh, two uh, powers that be at Pirate Radio allow me to do this show because it's so much fun. It's really a labor of love. Well, Jenny and Wes uh, love the show, Morgan, and those powers that be are going to allow you to do it one more year. So. Well, I appreciate it. You know, it's uh, you know we actually recorded it yesterday because I'm out of town tonight. But uh, you know, Wes, man, telling you what, he's a superstar. Oh yeah, you got to work with Wes yesterday. He's an absolute rock star, and it just it just amazes me that he hasn't been scooped up by ESPN or somebody like that. He is our very own, like Howie Schwab, and uh, uh, we keep him hidden around here. Uh, Morgan Ayler's joining us. Morgan. Uh, Saw uh, Chandler show me on Instagram earlier this week. Uh, Holton Aylers hooked up to an IV, getting some treatment after uh, something went south this week. 
uh, with the football team and uh, a bunch of the guys were uh, were laid out and uh, missed practice on Tuesday. So, what uh, what kind of intel did you get from Holton on uh, that whole event earlier this week? Uh, I, I sent him a message Monday night, probably about I'm at nine thirty, nine o'clock or something. A minute later, he calls me and he says, "I said, how you doing?" He says, "I'm not doing good." I'm like, "You know, is, is it dad? You go, what's wrong?" He said, "Dad, my stomach is is just something's wrong." You know, I've been let's just say. Um, going both ways when you're sick, if you know what I'm talking about. And literally for about a 24 hour period, he, you know, was just, you know, couldn't eat, couldn't drink. And then they had to get hydrated. Now, whether it was a stomach bug or something else, don't know. I know they're thinking both ways in a little bit, but, uh, a lot of guys got hit by it so quick. And, you know, like I told him, I said, you got to make sure you're hydrated. And the, the trainers called them in. They checked their vital signs. They, you know, they, they give them IVs to get them hydrated because you got to remember now, these guys are out there in the morning for a couple hours, but they go back out in the afternoon, literally from six in the morning till, you know, eight o'clock or so at night. They're, they're busy in preseason camp and you can't afford to lose hydration, lose the, the weight, you know, your, your, uh, your, the ability to eat, keep your calories up, your calorie intake, because you're burning so much, especially some of these big linemen. You know, you can you can lose some pounds, but I know he said he lost a few pounds, but he he had gained them back here as as, as of yesterday. So that's good news. And Morgan, uh, man, it seemed like there was a great flow going on, according to the players and uh, Mike Houston, his post practice comments. And then you got that pause and no practice Tuesday. Uh, a bit of a limited roster on Wednesday, but they were able to go full pads yesterday. And after that practice yesterday, Mike Houston sounded pretty upbeat, pretty pretty positive about his team. So, that again, I think they they came back, showed up, and uh, he seems very pleased with the, the veteran leadership and, and how the young guys are coming along right now. I think so, and I think with, you know, when Coach Houston got here four years ago, you know, the, I, I remember the comment, we have to teach them how to practice. We have to teach them how to do the things we want them to do. Teach them how to hit, you know, you hear Coach Houston talk about, you know, thud all the time. Had to teach them how to do that. You know, teach them what they wanted. They really didn't have the, the, the older guys to say, okay, this is how, what Coach wants. This is what Coach expects. And over the last four years now, you've got guys on the roster that know what to do. And, you know, they're, they're not shy about bringing young guys along and, and, you know, pairing up with them, so to speak, and teaching the players that. And that's going to pay dividends for years to come. And, you know, these young guys now, they have that leadership, and they know now when they get the chance to be those leaders and be those veterans, what they're supposed to do and what what's expected of them. And I, that's huge in any kind of program and any kind of football culture or sports culture that is successful. You got guys that help bring the young ones along to, to know what is expected of them. And, you know, the guys that are leaders now didn't have that four years ago, but you know, they really embraced it. And I think that's the big difference in this team this year. We'll have uh, pictures, video, interviews, and uh, all the scuttlebutt from the first scrimmage of fall camp coming up on Saturday. So make sure you're locked into our social media facebook twitter instagram we'll have all that up for you throughout the day uh, on pirate radio and morgan uh little nfl let's get some number we got the panthers and the manders uh going at it tomorrow in landover maryland uh matt rule non-committal on who his starting quarterback will be this season and non-committal on who the starting quarterback will be on saturday so 
we think Baker Mayfield eventually will will end up winning that. Speaking of wins, how many wins for the Panthers in 2022? What are you thinking right now for Carolina? I think Carolina probably will be in the eight or nine mark. Okay. I think they've got a good foundation if they can stay healthy. If Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy, if some of these guys that uh, traditionally, you know, for for, for worse, I mean, it's not better. It's definitely for worse. You know, they get on to sort of a little bit of a roll, and then they get banged up, and they just don't have the depth to compete. And um, you know, this is. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield will be the starting quarterback. I think he brings. He's a when he's healthy, he brings a dimension to you of the scrambling and the the kind of running for your life that you're probably going to need on that team. Whereas Sam Darnold doesn't. So, uh, and I think eventually, uh, you know, uh, Matt was it Matt Coral, Matt Corral, Matt Carroll. You know, he's going to be the the guy there because I think they really they like him. But you know, Baker Mayfield's still a young guy too, so who knows? Morgan Ayler's joining us. Morgan, uh, have a fantastic weekend, man. I know you're uh, out and about, so go enjoy yourself, and uh, we'll catch up next Friday. We'll have some high school football uh, games to preview. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, exciting about that. You know, like I said, we we took our our little quick trip to Nashville, going to hang out down here for a couple days and come back on Monday. uh, It's going to be fun. Good deal. Morgan, thanks for joining us, man, and uh, have a great show tonight. Thank you, bud. Morgan Aylers joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line High School Huddle coming your way tonight, 6 o'clock right here on Pirate Radio. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back. You know what? You know what? Forget that. Forget that, Chandler. Hit the music I want to hear right now. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, now is the time. It is Free Beer Friday. We got an 18-pack, 12-ounce Bud Light bottles, and they can be yours if you're 21 or older and you are caller number eight right now, 317-1250, Caller eight is a big winner on Free Beer Friday. More to go. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the show. Watch all of Pirate Radio's local programming on YouTube Live. Go to YouTube and search for Pirate Radio TV and subscribe today. Watch Pirate Radio Live Monday through Friday from 3 to 6. And in 22 days, Clip Brock, the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Yeah! There you go. And when the fourth quarter of ECU versus NC State ends, the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter call-in show begins. Just go to YouTube and search Pirate Radio TV and subscribe today. And congratulations to Kevin Kozart. Uh, the winner of our Bud Light Free Beer Friday giveaway. Now let's head back into the show. Here he is, Clip Brock. All right, Kevin just won 18 12-ounce bottles of Bud Light. Congratulations on a Free Beer Friday. Excited for the Bud Light pregame tailgate and the Pirate Radio football kickoff party coming up very soon at the State Theater, presented by Bud Light as well. So, uh, man, we got a lot of exciting times ahead. 
And we got some golf and some football to talk about right now with Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, which you can check out Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. right here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, how you doing on this Friday? I'm doing good. Cliff, how are you doing today? You're doing good. I'm doing good. Harold Varner III, not doing good. Uh, rough one today, four over on his second round, uh, plus three, will not make the cut. And he's on a bit of a slide here. Had, had a great uh, run of making cuts and cash and checks and uh greeny that has uh, kind of come to a halt here at the end of this season as uh playoff time is here and uh harold uh just not up to uh i was gonna say not up to par but literally not up to par today <laughs> with a plus four greeny yeah well yesterday he shoots one under and then but his trend continued with he gave two shots back putting you know strokes game putting was minus 2.178 today uh, you know, he actually about a half a stroke gained putting, but he was terrible off the tee, only hitting 35% of the fairways, 50% of the greens. So putting yesterday, ball striking today, he just can't seem to find a happy medium between those two because it was the same thing last time we talked about him. Yeah, that is uh, the the trend, it appears. So uh, no HB3 this weekend. Greeny, I, 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 how well do you know the, the standings? Like what – is he gone uh, as far as the playoffs go with this performance, or does he still have a chance? Where is he at when it comes to that? He's hanging on by a thread right now. Uh, he came in 58th. If things ended right now, he'd be 65th. Okay. He's right on the edge. And generally what you see, I mean, coming in 58th, he's pretty much okay. I mean, even right now there's like four guys uh, that, are, that are sliding out of the top 70, which means four guys are going in. So – for the most part, he should be okay. But this is one of those weeks when you were already inside the top seventy. You wanted to kind of creep up towards the top thirty, right? Yeah. You wanted to get into. You wanted to make make inroads to get into that next round to give yourself, you know, have a good week this week, and then you didn't have to have some miracle next week. At this rate, he's going to need a miracle next week to get into the final thirty. Greeny, uh, you cover this. You know these guys. I don't. Uh, they're not household names to me anyway. The top of this leaderboard right now. Uh, that is going on at the St. Jude Championship. So it's Straka, Spawn, McCarthy, Harmon, Mullinax, Merritt. And I don't know these guys. Uh, I know Finau and Adam Scott and a few others that are uh, near the top of the leaderboard. But I don't know. Is this an odd leaderboard or, or should I know these guys? You know, well, this is a, a Thursday, Friday leaderboard on the on the PGA Tour. But, you know, Sepp Straka has won. J.J. Spawn has won. Brian Harmon has won. Trey Mullinux is a long hitter, so he's one of those guys when he kind of gets it going, he can he can take advantage of his length on a golf course like this. So, yeah, these are some of the guys. But, again, when you're talking playoffs, Cream always does rise to the top. So, you know, right behind them, you got Tony Finau. You got uh, – you know, guys that are, are looking, you got Will Zalator shot 700 today, kind of hmm. put himself back into it. Cam Smith sits six under par with a, a few holes left to play today. So you got some guys, uh, you got some chalk that are, uh, you know, have not blown themselves out of the golf tournament yet, certainly have kept themselves in and uh, will be hopefully making a move over the weekend. Well, you mentioned his name. Is Tony Finau now, is he part of that cream, uh, Greeny, after a couple of wins? He's playing great. I guess the knack on him is what? He just couldn't finish, couldn't win the big one. But uh, he has really been on a tear here lately and is right there near the top once again. Yeah, that's what you see from guys that have that kind of talent is sometimes they struggle to win. I mean, 
look at Ricky Fowler. We saw Ricky Fowler struggle, 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 finally got a win, and then never parlayed it into anything else. Just kind of has fallen off the map a little bit. But Tony Finau has taken advantage of that. And, you know, Tony's biggest problem was the putting, and he's actually putted a lot better this year. And when you can get the flat stick going or get the one part of your game going that doesn't traditionally uh, work well enough to, to let you win golf tournaments, when that becomes the key to your success, things can suddenly, you know, change and flip the script a little bit. And that's really what it's done with Tony Finau. I mean, he's, uh, he's, I actually saw him tee off yesterday, watched the first couple holes, and he hit it all over creation. I'm like, well, I guess the fun's over. And, you know, he, he like, duck hooked one off the first hole, chips it in for birdie. You know, hits one in the water a couple holes later, you know, makes makes a bogey, but then comes back and makes like three birdies. So he's kind of got the mojo right now. Talking to Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show, coming your way Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m., talking golf and also a little football. It'll be game day uh, for the Carolina Panthers and my Washington Commanders. And Greeny, uh, we've talked about it, Matt Rule, noncommittal on the starter uh, for the season and for tomorrow's game. So looks like we're going to see both Darnold and Mayfield uh, just for a little bit on uh, Saturday. Yeah, uh, I mean, hopefully we're not heading towards the train wreck that uh, you get when you have two guys that are more than capable. Uh, you know, the two quarterback systems never seem to work, no matter whether it's at the collegiate level or at the pro level. So um, for, for the non-commitment to be there so far, I, I know you want to see uh, maybe Baker Mayfield in some live action. But again, I go back. I think Sam Darnold's never really had anything close to even what the Carolina Panthers are putting together for an offensive line. I mean, you talk about Icky from NC State, their first-round draft pick is supposed to be all-world, but totally Brady Christensen has played better than him at left tackle, so they're probably going to end up moving Brady inside to, to left guard, and hopefully Icky continues to progress out the left side, and you got to think no matter which guy is the quarterback, that the left side is a little bit stronger than it's been in a long time, and the rest of the line was, was kind of already in some decent shape, so... I, again, I think as long as neither one of these guys screw up too much, I think they're both viable quarterbacks. And I still think it was a waste to go get Baker Mayfield. All right, Mark Greenheld uh, with a take there. Joining us today on Pirate Radio Live, got the Golf Shop Radio Show on uh, Saturday. Obviously, golf is a topic. You're going to mix in some football as well. Greeny, what's on the uh, agenda for tomorrow's program? Always mix in some football with Bill Bender of the Sporting News. We're going to talk a little uh, the physiology of stability in your, your golf shoes and in your, your setup on a golf swing with uh, Philip Stoddard. We're also going to talk uh, a little bit about the FedEx in St. Jude as we got somebody live uh, uh, hanging around with us. And then we've also got our man, Golf Aficionado Magazine's Rob Spellman, who's going to talk about a couple of his latest trips. So lots of good stuff going on. Awesome stuff. Greeny, thanks for joining us today. We'll catch up with you again next week. Have a great show tomorrow. All right, thanks, man. Have a good one. You too. Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout, come back. We'll talk about Greeny's Patriots and the rest of the teams from the AFC East as the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, will join us to talk some NFL, some college football as well. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this.
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Carolina, East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is a family-run d- dealership that creates a family-like atmosphere. For their customers, East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has one of the biggest used car inventories in Eastern North Carolina. Shop online today at EastCarolinaChryslerDodge.com. East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Memorial Drive. Go Pirates! Now let's head back into the show. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Good read, Chan Man. Great job today and yesterday. Thank filling you. in for Shirley Rhodes. She'll be back on Monday. The big dog Glenn Griffin here on a Friday as well as we are putting in the hours. Almost to mid-August, almost a football season. Preseason games going on tonight. After tomorrow, how about this, guys? After tomorrow, we'll only have one more Saturday without college football. Put that in your pipe and smoke. Wow. Your mouth. I mean, I slap your grandma. I speak no lies, none at all. So So that's how close we are to week zero. That is correct. Right now, Glenn, I guess technically we're at week negative two. Okay. Next week will be week negative one. Then week zero. And then we'll be week zero. And, and then the play Pirates week, play week one. week one. There you go. I like that we don't play week zero. You know, we had a week zero game scheduled. Against Marshall. Two years ago or last two years ago? During COVID. Yeah. Yeah, during wrong. And yeah. then we didn't have our first game of the year until late September. It was UCF at home. Now, wake up, Maggie. Yeah. I think I got something to say to you. It's late September and I really should be back at school. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. No Rod Stewart fans in the house today. Chandler, you seem like a Rod Stewart guy. I mean, I don't mind him. I love that song. It's a great song. I agree. All right, thanks. Let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line. Talk to the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, who joins us here to talk some football on a Friday. Big man, how you doing today? Pretty good. How are you, Clip? I'm good. Uh, you've been busy. Uh, Dave Portnoy show, uh, sit-down podcast, doing huge numbers, and uh, still got time to talk some gambling as well so uh you stay pretty busy these days right big man uh well i mean i got some announcements coming up they're only gonna get busier so yeah i uh i tried to man you know that's part of part of life and uh this, you know this is my job you know i don't i don't have like a day job this is my job so you know i think i try to just stay as busy as everybody else all right week one of the uh preseason of course hall of fame game last week couple games last night uh just from your uh your eagles perspective what are you if anything looking forward to uh in their first game jeff what do you want to see are they going to play hurts at all is it about uh you know getting the the young guys the new guys action what if anything are you uh looking forward to yeah i'm really looking forward to it i mean tonight they uh they play the jets at home uh should be a a nice uh, fair down there the weather's nice not too hot not too cold you know it's kind of it's 80 you know so as far as the, the the team itself look i'm going to be really interested in seeing obviously the depth position jason kelsey's not uh he's out for a couple of weeks with, with an injury so you're going to see the the pick they made out of nebraska cam jurgens at center obviously on defense that's the big thing jordan davis nicobe dean uh, maybe you see some of these guys in the, the secondary for a little bit. But, yeah, they really, I think, are pretty much decided in all the positions. It's really going to be a question of who's the backup quarterback. Do they have an opportunity maybe to, to you know, is, is, is Gardner Minshew a guy that we can rely on? I think we can. You know, they kind of 
Cliff, for a long time, have needed a punt or kick returner. We'll see if someone can kind of figure themselves out there. But I'm really just excited for football again. You know, seeing Eagles football on TV is great. And, you know, I'm so excited for this defense. So I think there's a lot to kind of uh, shake out still there. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, the Gardner Minshew story is still remarkable, especially if you ask folks around here, because he had some good games at East Carolina, but we never looked at him as an NFL quarterback. He was not in a great situation when it came to the program at the time and the coaches and everything. Goes to Washington State, blows up, and now he's uh, signing NFL paychecks. And I'll give credit to uh, our guy, Mike Mullis, who said, I think before even he uh, took a snap in the NFL that he was going to be a Ryan Fitzpatrick. He was going to be a journeyman. He was going to sign a lot of checks with a lot of teams and be in the league for a long time. And now he's he's become a fan favorite wherever he goes. So there's some Eagles fans that are already out on Hurts or think he's going to fail. Uh, and, and if he does struggle early in the season, that noise for Gardner Minshew is going to be pretty loud uh, in the crowd, I would think. Yeah, I think one thing that, that I've noticed in, in camp is um, he has not had a good camp as far as I know. Uh, he's really struggled, I think, from uh, just kind of not turning the football over and that sort of thing. Um, in fact, I, I've heard that the kid behind him, Reed Sinet, has actually looked better than him. Um, you know, Sinet has, I think, better size and is just a, a guy that they like right now. Now, is he long-term you know, the better option? I don't think, but... Yeah, Gardner's a guy that, you know, even though he hasn't maybe had a great camp, he's a, he was a strong backup, a guy that you can trust. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, this fan base, as you know, at times, and everybody knows, can really turn on you quick. And, look, there's a lot of pressure on Jalen Hurts, you know. So, yeah, I mean, we could be hearing that by, by you know, week six, week seven, who the hell knows. But, um, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, Gardner Mitchell, as I said, from what I understand, has not looked good uh, down there. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, uh, let's talk a little AFC East. I think an intriguing division because I'm, I am I love the, the Dolphins coach. Uh, they add Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. I like pretty much everything around Tua. I just don't know about Tua. So we'll get to the Dolphins. Jets maybe on the come up. What about the Patriots? But it all starts with Buffalo in the AFC East. They are the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Uh, of course, the favorite to win the AFC just ahead of the Chiefs and also I don't have the NFC odds ahead of me. Tampa might be a stronger favorite uh, in their division in the NFC South, but overwhelmingly the largest favorite in the AFC to win their division at uh, minus 250 of what I'm looking at, Jeff. So I know you're not a big futures guy anyway, but is there any value on the Bills long-term when their their numbers are so short like this? Uh. Well, look, I think there's probably value on them. Look, I think at really any price to win the AFC East. I, I just don't see a team. Look, I know the Dolphins are better, and you know, they added Tyreek Hill, but there, there's just so many question marks. Like many a, a teams at quarterback, I, I don't know how you can at long-term look at – you know, you, you look at the back quarterback situation they have there. I mean, could fans be calling for Teddy Bridgewater at some point? Maybe. Um, the truth of the matter is, you know, now that Buffalo is back on defense, I mean, two years ago they were pretty bad on that side of the ball. But last year, I mean, number one in total defense, number one in total uh, scoring defense. This team is, on paper, you know, very good on both sides of the ball. They have a proven quarterback, a guy that you don't have to wonder about. Um, I think, you know, when you look at this roster, they had some question marks last year with a guy like Cole Beasley. I think all of a sudden they all you obviously have a number two in Gabriel Davis, a guy that, 
I know you saw it down at UCF when he was there. I think Khalil Shakir going on to this team is, is, is actually unfair. I think he was one of the best receivers in the draft last year. Uh, they have a good offensive line, a good run game, and they have a, 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 a an all-NFL uh, receiver in Stephon Diggs. I think they're – a price that you probably play at any any number. I, I don't see anybody beating them in this comp or in this division. Uh, defensively, Jeff, uh, you like them enough to. I mean, they're going to score, and uh, had a, a strong defense last year as well. So, I mean, they're they're fine pretty much across the board. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Uh, I, I think you can make the case. I mean, Von Miller, DeQuan Jones, Greg Rousseau up front. I think you have a really good linebacker group here. Uh, and, you know, remember, I mean, for large parts of the season, they didn't have Tredavious White. Now, he'll start the season on the PUP list, but they added Kair Elam. Kair Elam is probably the second or third best corner in last year's draft. So this team, I think, got better. I think they really didn't have to make many changes. Um, they just got better. They also, listen, Cliff, I mean, one thing that I will, will bring up that not a lot of people are going to bring up, one of the most important positions nobody talks about is punter. You know, getting a team with the right field position. You know, Matt Arraza out of San Diego State is one of the better punters <laughs> at the college level. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that's another little kind of intangible that they're going to have. Throw in the fact that, you know, your, your talent that you, you grabbed a couple of years ago is still developing, and Ed Oliver and Tremaine Edmond, guys like that. Um, I, I think this team, look, in my opinion, is the best team in football. Yeah, I, and you know what? I don't even know that punter by name. I just know him by San Diego State, and you're right. He is like he's the ultimate field flipper, or he was in college anyway. So, yes, he is absolutely. Uh, looking at the Dolphins and Patriots, Jeff, who uh, who finishes second in the East? Who's most likely to make the playoffs uh, behind the Bills in the AFC East? Well, you know, I was pretty I was pretty impressed with how good New England was last year at times offensively. I mean, they had a couple of games they were playing a lot of points on the board. Late in the year, they were the hottest team in the league heading into the playoffs, and then, of course, uh didn't work out there. But they had a, a great streak going there late. Yeah, I mean, you look at home last year, Cliff, 31 points a game at home. I mean, pretty impressive. Um, you know, this is a group that I think really was ahead of schedule last season. I was pretty impressed with how good they were. And the question is, what do they look like now without Josh McDaniel, who, who's now gone? seemed like forever he would, he would just remain there, but now he's gone. And I saw Bill was, was kind of uh, skeptical to really announce who the offensive coordinator was going to be. Is it Patricia? Who's the offensive coordinator? Obviously, that's a strange decision, taking him from defensive coordinator. Then he go coaches at Detroit. Now he's back as yeah. offensive coordinator. Kind of a weird situation there. Um, but look, this is the team, obviously, that you have to keep your eye on. I'm keeping them on eye over Miami. Um you know, I think defensively, they're always pretty strong. I like what they have on that side of the ball. I think they're built well there. I like this kind of dual coordinator with Belichick's kid and Gerard Mayo. I, I like what they have on defense. I think they're really undervalued there. And look, all due respect to, to Tua Tagovailoa, but I like Mac Jones. I like him better than I like uh, Tua. You know, do I like the weapons? Uh, no, but I'll tell you what, Cliff. This is a pretty strong group. I mean, Devontae Parker's a damn good player. Um, they have some decent depth there, and I like this kid, Tyquan Thornton. I like Nelson Nelson Aguilar. Uh, this is a pretty decent uh, offense to me. I, to me, they're the second best team in this conference or in this division. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Uh, how about you know year two of 
Robert Sala there in New York, uh, Zach Wilson. They've already got a big injury on the offensive line with Beckton. So Jets fans already uh, feeling in Jets mode early uh, before we even start the season. So how about the Jets? I mean, are they feisty? Are they going to uh, upset some people, be a spoiler maybe? Or are they uh, back in the dumps where they, they've been for so long? I mean, that is such a huge loss, losing yeah. Kai Beckton. I mean, he is such a, a great player. You know, now you look at all of a sudden, I mean, your left and right tackles are George Fant and Dwayne Brown, two uh, guys that were in Seattle for a long period of time. They're definitely past their prime. Um, you know, all of a sudden, that, that's a real that's a real sad thing because you know, I was kind of excited. I mean, they have, you know, kind of a wild group of, of college all-stars. Zach Wilson, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Brees Hall. Uh, Denzel Mims, Braxton Berrios. And there's a lot of big-name college kids here. Um, but it all starts up front. And, and look, if you can't uh, you can't block, and, and you could have Tom Brady as your quarterback. If you can't block, it really isn't going to matter. So I'm, I'm going to have to wait and see with them and how they kind of look. Look, they can't be much worse than they were last year offensively because they were you know, the fifth-worst offense in football. But I think by, by large parts, I was surprised they were that good. I mean, I thought this team would – would be like at the 15, 16 point a game level. Towards their defense, I don't know. I mean, they're another team that's always kind of sneaky good. I think they have a pretty decent secondary. I mean, now that they added Sauce Gardner, have Lamarcus Joyner there. Um, yeah, I, I think they're actually a pretty decent secondary. I like Jermaine Johnson a lot. I like C.J. Mosley. Um, you know, look, again, it's all going to come down to their offensive line. I'll have to wait and see with them, but – um, they'll be sneaky. They'll be better on the defensive end, and hopefully their their groove up front can block. Jeff Nadeau joining us, talking AFC East. Before we wrap it up with you today, big man, always like to get an update on uh, what you're thinking in the college ranks. So I'll ask the question again: any uh, any other team catch your eye this week? Have you as you've been diving into your research as far as an over under a team you like to maybe surprise in a conference? Uh, we've already talked. You know, East Carolina, and I think we talked some Air Force, some BYU, things like that. Who else uh, are you looking at right now? Yeah, so I did a uh, I did a write up on the independents recently, uh, and obviously with the independents, you're, you're looking at basically windows because they don't have a conference. You know, BYU continues to be really interesting, Army, um, but a team that that I actually I, I bet today actually to win the MAC is uh, the Toledo Rockets, and I think the one constant that I noticed in this conference this year when I when I wrote it up and then I looked at all the teams, I mean, I think a lot of the teams have major question marks on defense. The one thing about the Mac is if you cannot stop the run, you're going to have a lot of trouble. This is a good conference of running backs. And if you can't stop the run, you're going to have issues. Um, when I look at the rosters, Toledo to me is the best roster. I think they have a really good quarterback. Um, they bring back a lot on defense. A lot of people aren't aware of that this was the number one, offense and defense last year in the MAC. Um, I think there's a lot of question marks in this conference. I think there's a lot of like seven and five, six and six types of teams. I think Toledo's an eight or nine win team. And I think they're a group that uh, finally breaks through. The, the seat's getting a little hot for Jason Candle in Toledo. I mean, he's had some really good teams, but doesn't have a, a, a league title to show for it. So if, if I'm looking at this conference, I think they're a really good play at like, seven to two to win this conference i like toledo a lot jeff nadu passing along the knowledge here on a friday edition of pirate radio live man a couple of uh, weeks from now we'll be 
previewing week zero which is awesome talking about actual games so we're getting close there jeff uh keep up the good work with everything you got going on and uh, we'll keep in touch get you back here on pirate radio live next week looking forward to it thank you clip thank you jeff nadu big man on campus joining us today on pirate radio live talking some college football he's already got the bet in for east carolina plus ten and a half against nc state he said if he saw that number get above 10 he was going to jump on it and uh, he is back in the pirates week one against the wolf pack all right let's take our final break we'll come back get ready to wrap up today's edition of pirate radio live we'll look at the nfl preseason slate for the weekend i'll try to give you a reason to watch a little bit of every game see if we can do that exercise when we return on pirate radio live back with you on a friday after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Wrapping up the show. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Both Country Mart locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas, which is the best for all you boat owners. Country Mart, filling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back into the show. Here's your host, Flip Brock. All right, here's what you need to know. Harold Varner III missing the cut. Oh, man. Still could be in uh, contention for the playoffs, according to Mark Greenhelge. Despite missing the cut, will not be playing uh, this weekend at the FedEx St. Jude Championship. Also, ECU will have their first fall camp scrimmage on Saturday, and we'll be covering that. So make sure you are checking out your Facebook, your Instagram, your Twitter. We'll have the interviews on YouTube and passing along all that information to you coming up on a Saturday throughout the day. Also, preseason football continues tonight, and uh, you got the Panthers and the Commanders uh, coming up on uh, Saturday. Before I get to that, let me mention uh, the Orioles, and they are in the playoff chase, and you can hear O's baseball tonight. Orioles-Rays coming up, big one, big series for Baltimore, and that'll come up after the high school huddle, which is uh, debuting at 6 o'clock tonight with morgan aylers here is the uh, nfl preseason i'm gonna try to make you interested in every game falcons at lions nfl network in six minutes actually coming up um mariota debut with atlanta and desmond ritter's first nfl action i got chandler is got his hand in it head in his hand looking i just can't wait to tell i can't wait to see how you uh, hype this up all right, well, you're, you're doing a good job. I'm going to look at your you, – you raised uh, eyebrows when I said when, that. When you said Desmond Ritter. That know. was an eyebrow raiser. Browns at Jags tonight. You're watching that to see Deshaun Watson play for the first time in a long time. Okay. 
<laughs> got an eyebrow raise there this one's gonna be tough for me cardinals and Bengals. great regular season game but these are two established teams established quarterbacks established stars i got nothing for this one i'm sorry ain't nobody gonna play yeah don't watch that one yeah. jets at eagles Minshew hurts how much does Minshew play how much do they put hurts out there chandler not interested they don't need to play either of those guys packers niners i want to see trey lance it's his team no jimmy g this is trey lance or bust he's got to get some action tonight trey lance i'm excited about that <laughs> niners offense it's cool i mean oh, no that's fine don't you're saying it all with your facial expressions chiefs and bears the bears might be the worst <laughs> team ever assembled and I just want to see what they look like on the football field. Can they even – can 11 players get on the field at one time and run a play? Who is Justin Fields back up? That would be <sighs> Trevor Simeon slash – Oh, they brought in our um, the worst quarterback ever, Nathan Peterman, right? Nathan Peterman, yeah. yeah. Wow. I want to see Nathan Peterman throw some Go picks. Go out there and stink it up. Yeah. Panthers, Commanders. Chandler's all in. Mayfield, Darnold, Woo! Corral. Oh, yeah. Haneke. Haneke. Carson Wentz, Sam Howell. This is a great Haneke. quarterback game, folks. Great quarterback game. Colts and Bills. I got nothing there. Two established teams. Don't expect much of Ryan or um, None of Josh Allen. Allen. Yeah. So, nothing there. Seahawks, Steelers. A lot to look at for the Steelers. Does Trubisky get any action? How much action does the rookie Pickett get? And good grief, what about the Seahawks? Do they have a competition going right now between Drew Locke and Geno Smith? I think the Steelers are good grief because I've heard that it's not Trubisky and... uh, Mason Rudolph? It's Mason Rudolph is like going towards the starter role. We're going to see way too many quarterbacks in this game that are actually fighting for a starting job. I might have not heard you say this, but Tyler Sneed getting some action maybe. Yes, there you go that's a hook shame on me that's a hook shame on me tyler sneed has been making some plays and this will be nfl network coming up saturday night so there you go chandler i'm watching tyler sneed i'm in on that call number 84 antonio brown's number yes (laughs) (laughs) that's still funny to me dolphins bucks i got nothing no Brady ain't at nobody, all for the Bucks right ain't now. Ain't nobody playing. You nah. can't put two out. Nah, there, nah. Brady's still out with some personal reasons. Saints, Texans. Nothing. Ain't nobody playing. Cowboys, Broncos. I'm gonna steal one from you, Chandler. Jaquan McMillan. There you go. Okay, there you go. Maybe, maybe. He's had a good camp. Uh, that is also on NFL Network coming up on Saturday, or are we on Sunday now? No, we're still Saturday. Uh, so you've got Sneed and possibly McMillan playing on NFL Network. And then Rams, Chargers, two established teams, nothing there. Uh, late night Saturday. Vikings and Raiders coming up Raiders. on Sunday. And uh, our guy uh, Garrett McGinn got some burn in that Giants game the other night. Didn't even think of that. He Damn. Did. He got some burn, man. I saw him, I saw you posted some of his highlights over on the gram. I'm off on my Pirates in the pros right now in football. I got to get back up on Some that. Some guys have moved around. Good stuff. All right, uh, Chandler, big dog. Enjoyed it. Just the guys, just the dudes. Yes, sir. We got through it. Great break management. I mean, Fantastic every- break management. Efficient. Efficient. Everything went that was That was perfect. When we take our last break and then we come back on our last segment and you have eight minutes to talk, that perfect. is great break management. Perfect. 
Kudos to you, Clip Rock. Kudos to you you're, guys. You're thanking us. You're you're saying thank you for everything. We, no, thank you, Clip Rock. Thank you for everything you do. You're welcome. I mean that. That's sincerely. shut up. That's enough. We'll see you Monday, three o'clock, on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Have a fantastic weekend. High school huddle with Morgan Aylers coming up next. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.